Good evening. It's Friday, 7.30. It's just gone 7.30. My name is Richard and this is over and over and over again. Happy New Year. This is our first show of 2024 and it is a big one as well. We are going to be looking ahead, of course, to the women are back in action this weekend, the FA Cup against Watford. So we're going to look at that game. The transfer window is open. There's been some Business already done for Arsenal, both in and out. So we're going to have a look at that as well. We're also going to have an assessment of the first half of the season, look ahead to what's to come in 2024. It's all coming up the other side of this. And, of course, we can't have a show without the regular panel here. Of course, we have got Andreas and we've got Amar. And also, we have got a very, very special guest coming back for the second time. It is Adriana as well. How are you all? Andreas, how are you doing this week? Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Hello. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to see you all again, actually. It's been good. Been a while, obviously. We had Christmas break and we haven't been we haven't had a show for a few weeks due to all that kind of stuff. So it's good to be back. And of course, it's um, a lot happened in the last few weeks, hasn't there? You know, with the transfer window and whatever and stuff like that. So we're going to have a look at all of that. Um, I suppose the best way we, I suppose the only place we can really start is um, some rather exciting news that, um, oh, hang on a minute. What's here? Um, some rather exciting news that's happened um, over the last. Um, oh, yeah couple of days or so in the transfer window. So we're going to have a look at our new sign. So we've been, we've mentioned on the show, haven't we, about the need for right back. Um, we were looking at maybe some cover for right back, obviously with um, Laura Wainwright injured. Um, and we've got our right back that we may be expected to get. There was a lot of, of sort of news about it. Um, the fact that she's played before with Alessia Russo is a bonus, of course, for us as well. Um, and for her, it makes us better a bit easier. Also, I think lost the Wood and White played for the same college team. I'm not sure if they were all there together, but certainly we did play with uh, with Alessia. So, I mean, Andres, do you know too much about Emily Fox, uh, this new signing about? Is she going to be a good fit for the team at the moment, which is what the most important thing, really, isn't it? Yeah. I think she's a good signing, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing her play for us. Uh, I think the development um, yeah was a bit strange. That uh, first uh, we we um, accepted Noel's wish uh, to to leave and, and uh, sign for Villa, uh, but um, yeah, it would have been stupid to let Noel go and uh, not sign a new right back. So uh, it was quite clear that uh, that things are yeah papers are in work and in progress. So I'm happy that we have signed Emily Fox. Uh, her reputation is, is very, very good. I read a lot about her, that, that she's one of the best uh, fullbacks in the world. Uh, yeah, let's see. She has to prove it. Uh, I think the problem is uh, she made her last uh, match in October in the US League. Uh, since then, uh, yeah, she's only, only been in training. Uh, so we can't expect uh, her to make 
quick impact, and then uh, in February he will be out with the uh, US team for the for the Gold Cup. He'll miss three matches probably. Well, I think it's it's a long term signing. Um, yeah. We have uh, Katie McCabe uh, who played at right back uh, nearly nearly most matches in the first half of the season. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Emily play, and uh, I think she will will have a good impact. I mean, so far that the signings that Jonas has made since he's been manager have generally been really good, haven't they? Um, most of them have made a real good impact in the team, and it's like he's got certain types of players that he that he wants to bring in, and most of them seem to work, which is great. And I'm really confident that Emily's going to be another one that will fit what exactly what we need. It is a position that probably one of the only positions that you could say we were really weak in. You know, with um, with Laura's injury. Uh, we only really had Noel Moritz as our as the only real natural right back. And yes, Katie McKay's been playing and she's been doing well, but uh, I think we all know that her best, best position is on the other side of the pit rather than on the right-hand side. So if it's going to free her up over there, it's going to keep that position right. And I'm, I think it's a good signing. And yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her play and settle in. And it might take her a while, like you said, because she's going to be away soon anyway. Um, but as you said, it's a long-term signing. And I'm sure it's going to be... Um, a real positive for us in, I say, in, in a position that we didn't need to strengthen. So it's, it's great news all round. I mean, am I, do you know too much about Emily Fox then? Um, I know, obviously, we know bits about her, obviously, but you know too much about her. You think she's going to be a good signing for us? Yeah, I think I reckon she'll be a good signing for us. It comes with a big reputation. Now, I can't say I know too much about her. I don't really follow the NWSL that much. But uh, yeah, uh, well, having um, played uh, college uh, football with uh, lesser. Messi and Lotta, maybe they can shed some light. I don't know whether they were involved in the signing or not, but maybe they were secretly, who knows? But yeah, no, maybe they can shed some light on um, what, on what she can bring to the squad. But I think it's, it was imperative that we added, but um, we strengthened in that defensive position because, you know, we still, as, we, as as the stats tell you, only two clean sheets in 10 games isn't good enough. I know we haven't had Leah, and Noel was a bit unlucky. Laura's been out. We've had a, yeah, we're just coming to, we're just getting all our key players back. It was important we strengthened in that position, and it's good that they found someone who has experience, who has been on, well, I wouldn't say the fringes of the US women's national team, but she did play during the World Cup as well. So now I'm excited to see how she gets on, and I think she will be an asset to our back line. And, uh, well, it remains to be seen whether, whether when Laura is fit again, whether she will take the permanent position from her, but uh, maybe it gives, again, it gives you a good headache in that regard. So, no, I think it's a good signing whether she'll make a debut on Sunday remains to be seen, but I think we've got ourselves a, a good asset here. Yeah, I mean, I think she may well be in the squad on Sunday, whether she'll start the game or maybe yeah. come off the bench. We'll have to wait and see. She's only just arrived, and like Andreas said, she's not played competitive football for a while, um, so she may need a bit more time to be up to speed. But, yeah, she may well be on the bench anyway, whether she comes on or not, so we'll see um, what happens there. But, yeah, I mean, it is... It is because I say it's a position that we def desperately needed somebody in, um, and we've got someone. Like you said a World Cup player. Who, you know, I know America didn't have a great World Cup, did they? In the end, but no. you know, it obviously wasn't down to her particularly. But yeah, um, I mean, Adriana, obviously you're a, a women's football expert, so you probably know a little bit more about Emily Fox than maybe we do. I mean, is she more of an attacking sort of defender, or is she just a, a really solid defensive player? I think she does bring a little bit of both. Um, I think also Jonas said today in the press conference that she's very good in the explosiveness and when she uh, starts uh, sprinting. 
and also she has a good right and left foot so she could also play on the other side so very flexible um, and I mean at the same time it's a very good sign for I think the WSL and Arsenal in general that another player from the NWSL is joining I mean Arsenal has a very good history with um, signings from from with uh, US players with uh, mm -hmm. Tobin Heath and um, in the past, Heather O'Reilly. So I think she will definitely be a really good asset for Arsenal, and especially when we see that um, Noel Maritz uh, left the club. Um, I think she didn't have a really good standing now in the end for Arsenal. didn't get a lot of uh, game time. So I think it was a necessary step. And um, yeah, I think it will be um, really interesting to see her play in the future. But also she could be uh, missing in, I think, February when the, there's the Gold Cup. And so she could probably be, she will probably be in the squad for the US team. Yeah, it's unfortunate, isn't it? That, you know, you buy a player and now she's going to be off and we're not going to see much of her for a while. But, you know, the main thing is that she comes back fit, obviously. That's going to be a massive bonus to us. And, you know, as, as Andreas mentioned before, because she's not played competitive football, maybe going to the uh, the, the Gold Cup might actually be a, a benefit to us because it's going to get her competitive football. So when she comes back, hopefully she'll be ready to step straight back in and, and away we go. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, she's two-footed because that's that's quite an important um, part of it, isn't it? If she's going to be very versatile, you know, mm -hmm. if you can play left, on the left side as well, that could also come in handy if we get an injury here and there in the squad. So, yeah, it sounds like it's a very, very good side. And, of course, we do have to say, um, you know, good luck to Noel Moritz as well on her move to Aston Villa. They seem to buy all their old players, don't they? It's like they're, they're the retirement home for our players, aren't they, Aston Villa? They, they leave us, they go to Aston Villa. <laughs> we got to former Arsenal players. I'll do a question on it one day, won't he? How many Arsenal players have played for Aston Oh, no, no. That's going to be a good idea, then. Let's not be going. Yeah. It'll be a whole team's But, I mean, good luck to her, of course, obviously. She was a big servant for Arsenal over the years, wasn't she? I thought she was a good player, very solid, steady player, wasn't she, Narmerich? She never, she was never maybe a 10 out of 10, but she was never a 6 out of 10. She was always 7 or 8, wasn't she? Virtually every week, consistent, consistent performances. And, you know, it's uh, absolutely, I mean, she's not getting the game time or she hasn't been for the last year or so at Arsenal, really. So it probably is the right time for her. Um, and now we've got a, a replacement in. It's a good time for us as well. I mean, Andreas, what did you make of Noel Moritz's kind of time at Arsenal then? Because it's, she did well, didn't she, overall? She had a good Arsenal career, didn't she? Yeah, um, the best is uh, to say uh, she was a good servant for Arsenal. Uh, she's uh, she's a player that's not uh, shining in, in the matches, but she's a very solid defender, but she's mm. more more defensively oriented. And I think, uh, yeah, it does not fit uh, perfectly to, to Jonas' uh, ideas of of playing or the, the, the style he wants to play. He, he wants more uh, more uh, offensively uh, oriented uh, fullbacks. And uh, that's that's why uh, Laura uh, was was the first choice in the yeah, beginning of last season. Of course, uh, yeah, second part of last season, Noel was back in the team. But the, the way Laura plays, yeah, the dynamic uh, and uh, yeah, her speed, uh, the, the tacklings—that's uh, that's more the way Jonas wants a fullback to play. And um, yeah, I haven't seen her play, but uh, I read a lot uh, um, about Emily Fox, and she seems to be similar to this, uh, very offensively oriented uh, and uh, with with a good pace, and uh, she likes to tackle. Uh, 
yeah, it's it's different to Noel. But uh, as I said, Noel did a really good job at Arsenal. She was she was important all the, those years. She was here, and uh, yeah, she's a very solid uh, defender. You know what you get from her, and when you start uh, with Noel, you know what you get from her. And there's I can't remember a really weak performance from her. She's always solid, and therefore, uh, yeah, as you said, we have to thank her for for being. At Arsenal and, and doing a good job, and now we wish her all the best uh, at Villa. Not against us, but in all the other matches, especially against City or Chelsea, <laughs> all the best for now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've obviously with Anna Patton in the Villa team as well. Half of their defence now is former <laughs> Arsenal, players, which may help us, like you said, because they might go out a little bit more to get a result against a team that's going to help Arsenal, because they'll be Arsenal inside them because once you've played for Arsenal it's, it's part of you isn't it and I don't think it ever leaves so I'm sure that they'll both be giving it they're, they're all and of course Jordan as well if, if, if he can get herself back in the team and I'm sure she'll have a big impact for them as well but it just seems strange that all our players end up at Aston Villa when we get rid of them mate. that's where they go it's just weird isn't it that we think uh, we must have some yeah, sort of deal going with them mate. I'm sure um, anyway and Wayne says, there, even everyone, happy new year, Gunas. Happy new year to you as well, my friend. Hope you are well. Um, Greg's in the chat. He says, from what I've seen, she usually plays on the left for the USA. Well, yeah, we just uh, say Adriana just said she's two footed, so she can play either side. I think we bought her to play at right back by all accounts. Obviously, getting getting Noel Moritz away tends to suggest that she's coming as a replacement directly there, but the versatility is going to be really, really useful. Um, Hannah Hannah says, hi, everyone. Uh, Fox is not right back. She's a left back. Well, apparently she's a both back, so she can play either side. So it's fine. Um, so that, that's, you know, what more could you want? A defender who can play left and right is, is you know, a bonus, really. Isn't it? It's two players in one, essentially, in the squad. So, um, But let's see. I'm sure I say I'm sure she's brought in as the right back cover or the right back position because that's where we're short now. <laughs> you know, we've, we yeah. wouldn't have let. And no go, would we? we? If we wasn't bringing a player in to play there, and that seems to be what's happened. But if she can play, if she's left-footed as well, then that's I say that's a massive bonus, isn't it? And um, I'm just excited to see her play, really. But yeah, we have to say thank you to Noel Moritz, of course. I mean, Emma, you have some good memories of Noel Moritz. She's been at Arsenal a while, played, um, you know, played well for us, didn't she? She did well, I think. She's been a good player. Yeah, I know. When you come from a club like Wolfsburg, it isn't easy, and we've seen now how. Um, when the players have moved on from big clubs in the past, they come with big reputation. But I think she served her three club well. And, you know, she was, was playing alongside her teammates well. It was um, for a brief time, it was Madame Goot and then, of course, Leo Valsi, who um, you can't really ask for somebody of the Swiss captain and all what she achieved with Switzerland at the time as well. I think she was done well for us. And it was sad to see her go. But I think going to Aston Villa, <laughs> later players, you say, to go from Aston Villa, follow. Patton and Jordan Nobbs. Uh, let's see what happens. But I think yeah, that's a pretty solid defender. Never really, never really made any errors there. You could possibly uh, cost us game. So yeah, no. I wish you all the best, Villa, and uh, thank you for and thank her for what she uh, for what she uh, gave us. And uh, hopefully, Foxy can uh, take sorry, Emily Fox can uh, take that to the next level. So yeah, no, it'll be sad to see her go, but we. I wish her all the best. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always a shame when a player leaves, but you know, it's sometimes it's the, it's the right move, isn't it, for them and for the club? And I think that's definitely the, the case here. Uh, I mean, Adriana, do you think that Noel Rich can still do a good job in the WSL for a few years left in there yet? Do you think for Aston Villa, or 
Uh, do you think maybe that she's just going to be winding down now or do you think she's still got a, a good few years left in her? I definitely think so. I mean, especially Villa, they really need uh, better defending in the uh, next half of the season. Um, they are not standing in the table at the moment where they want to be, so there definitely has to be something to change in the future. And I think also for her, uh, looking in the long, long term, there will be the uh, Euros next year in Switzerland, so she will definitely want to be playing there and be playing as a uh, in the f uh, first eleven. Um, so I think it's the best decision for her and for Arsenal and for Aston Villa. So it's a win-win-win. Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, as, as, as long as Emily Fox comes in and does a great job, then I, it would definitely be a win for us as well, won't it? Because we would have got a, a really good player to play in that in that position. But yeah, I say we just wish her all the best, and obviously um, we'll be looking out for how she gets on, um, and hope, like Andrea said, hopefully she'll do well um, in all the other matches, but not when when we play. Of course, you know she can give us a penalty if she wants. She can score her own goal. She can do what she wants when she plays against us. <laughs> Against everyone else, she's got to be that seven, eight, nine out of ten that she always was, um, and I'm sure she will be. Um, Hannah says, uh, I was thinking that we're going to sign Mary Earps this winter. Well, funnily enough, yeah. you mentioned that, but obviously, yeah. there's talk of another goalkeeper coming in, hasn't there? Um, who's out of contract, the, the goalkeeper from former Leon goalkeeper, isn't it? Um, that's it, yeah. So, I mean. I don't know. It seemed as though Jonas wants to get a short term because, again, because of this Gold Cup, we're losing Sabrina D'Angelo for the same period of time. And that's going to leave us, you know, Kayla Marquise, of course, is injured anyway, so she wouldn't be available. Um, and that would leave us with one goalkeeper. So I do think we do need another goalkeeper. It's not going to be Mary Earps in January. It may well be at the end of the season. It's not going to be Mary Earps in January, I don't think. But we may well be getting this loan. I mean, Andreas, that makes sense, though, wouldn't it, in the circumstances? Uh, you know, it's a free agent. There's no fees to pay or anything like that. We can get her in. If she's going to have to cover for three or four games, then it's better to have a goalkeeper in, isn't it? Because otherwise... Imagine if, um, if if Zinni was to get injured in one of those games and we don't have a, another goalkeeper, a recognised goalkeeper, they'll have to throw one of the youngsters in or something like that. It's not ideal, is it? I think Naomi Williams is the other goalkeeper, isn't she? The the young the youngster. I mean, you think that'd be a good a good move to get the goalkeeper in? I do. I think it's a sensible thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, it's a necessary uh, short term signing, and that's yeah. We had to do this. Uh, yeah, Sabrina will be out uh, with the Gold Cup for Canada and uh, she could uh, miss three matches and uh, just imagine Hannah um, yeah. Zinsberger is injured uh, during this time or, or short before and then uh, <laughs> we are left with Naomi Williams, uh, I think she's 18 years young, never played in WSL. Um, yeah, she might be talented, but uh, she, she only played for the, for the academy team and uh, everybody would say, ah, how could you not react before? Uh, you must think about this. So uh, it, it would be, yeah, it's necessary to do something. And uh, it was quite clear in, in I think, beginning of December that uh, we will not target Mary Herbs in the winter transfer window. Uh, maybe in summer, I hope so, but uh, it's, it's still open. Uh, so we need a short-term signing. And uh, yeah, it's difficult to find a really quality keeper who... Yeah, who accepts to, to sit uh, on the bench or in the stands and be number three uh, in a team for, for six months. So, Shara Boadi, she's a lot of, lot of experience. Uh, she played for Lyon, for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, yeah, of course, she's 37. And um, when, when you read about her, she had a 
a few problems with her last uh, team she was. There was yeah. physical argument with another player. So, yeah, it's it's difficult. But uh, she doesn't come to, to stay at Arsenal for, for two or three years. It's just for this six or five months and, and just for the three for the three matches when we only have Manu Zinsberger. And let's hope uh, Manu will, will not uh, get an injury. So, Sarah uh, Buadi will never play for Arsenal. It's just for security reason, and it's, it's good uh, to, to yeah. do this security signing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a little bit like the Jody Taylor signing last January, isn't it? A free agent in a position that at that particular time we needed some cover for the forward positions. Um, you know, she stayed, obviously, she's back at the club yeah. now in a coaching role, yeah. but. We brought her in. It's a similar kind of thing. She was unattached at the time. It was a, it was a sensible, it was a sensible player to bring in at that moment in time. And I think this would be as well. You know, and I know I've seen some negative comments on social media about it already. You know, it's like, well, come on, what what would you rather do? Risk a young goalkeeper that's never played at that level um, at a crucial yeah. time in the season when we already we're already up against it a little bit in terms of the fact we've lost two games. We can't afford to lose too many more. Or do we get a goalkeeper with experience who, if needed, will we at least know she's going yeah. to be able to come straight in and and do the job that's necessary? And I think it, it makes absolute sense to, to to bring her. I don't know too much about her actually. I did I did hear about that sort of bust up that she's had with teammates and stuff like that. Which you know I kind of quite like that because it shows that they've got some passion and some fire in them, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. You've got to channel it in the right way, of course you have. A bit like Katie McKay, but you know it's not. A, I don't think that's a bad thing actually overall. But I don't. Do you know much about her, Emma, other than that, really? That's all that you seem to have heard today, is that, you know, she's got a bit of a temper issue, maybe. <laughs> but she's a goalkeeper. They're all a bit crazy, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, you just never know what they expect. Yeah, well, they think of me. I don't know whether you call it eccentric or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know. Just far from watching her play for Leon and the French women's national team, I can't say I know too much. She has been a regular starter for them, so clearly there's some faith in the coaches that they put in now because they see a lot in her, but... Yeah, I know it's good without that experience, I guess, rather than, as you say, relying on the youngsters. When Cayman's injured, she's got a knee injury, she probably won't play again this season, who knows? Naomi Williams, um, I don't know too much about her. But, uh, yeah, rather than put risky someone who's uh, who's relatively inexperienced at this level, it maybe makes sense just to sign a backup goalkeeper for for Manu. So, yeah, it's, it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see if they target anybody else. But, no, if, if, I suppose, I don't know whether long-term it'll be the it remains to be seen whether long term it will be the will be the right uh, choice to make for Arsenal in that position. But maybe it was only a short term term thing. Just like maybe, as you see with the male players, um, with Albert, with that sorry, the teams in the Premier League that have players going to Afcon in a slightly different context. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it will add experience to the back line. But let's see what happens after that. I mean, I would like to see Sabrina come back, but it remains to be seen really. Yeah, I mean, it is obviously, you'd imagine it's only it would only be a temporary move anyway, because I think there's not much doubt that we're definitely going to be in for Mary Earps in the summer. Whether we can get her or not is another question, but yeah. I, I think, you know, we're going to try to sign her. Um, so it looks as though next season you'd imagine that, you know, I think Dinny's going to be on the move, if I'm honest. Um, and I think it will be yeah. Mary Earps at number one and, uh, and Sabrina as the backup, which is fine. But for the time being... Um, we need someone for now, and, and it's, it makes sense. I mean, Adriana, do you know much about Sarah then as a goalkeeper? Obviously, she's experienced, isn't she? Played for Leon for all those years and won a lot of trophies, so she must be, um, 
you know, she must be a very good goalkeeper, even if she's maybe past her best. Yeah, I mean, she definitely brings lots of experience. I mean, she's won the Champions League multiple times, the French League, the French Cup. Um, so there's definitely something be behind her. And um, even though she hasn't had the best time in like in uh, recent years, I think she can still bring some qualities to the team. And even if she doesn't uh, get game time for Arsenal, um, I think she will still maybe be able to bring a little bit of experience and uh, knowledge to the team. So I still think um, it's not a, an, ama an amazing signing, but it's a necessary one. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point as well about her experience, because I may be in the dressing room, even if, like you said, even if she doesn't actually play on the training pitch in the dressing room and stuff like that, she'd be a good player to have around. If she's not going to have fights with everybody, she'd be a good player to have around, won't she? You know, to, you know, bring that experience of what it takes to win big <laughs> trophies that she's got. You know, we, some of our players haven't experienced that before. So that could be really useful on that side of it as well. So, yeah, I mean, it makes even more sense. When you look at it like that, even if, even if she's not going to play, we hope she doesn't have to play because that means that Zinni's fit and she's fine and everything's not a problem. But you know, um, hopefully we can get that sorted out because I do think it's it's a good it would be a good move if we can get it done, of course. Um, but yeah, Mary Earps, I think that's that's a summer signing. Let's hope it's going to be a summer signing anyway. Um, Colonel's River say doing good to see you. Um, Terry says good evening, chat that thumbs up button. Yes, please, good to see you, Terry. As well, you're well, my friend. Um, Greg says, uh, Jonas said in his, his conference, uh, uh, calls going on loan to help her decision making. Perhaps you should send mine out to do the same. Well, I don't yeah. think we can send out too many players on loan, but obviously, we're well, talking no, about Catherine. No, no, don't send mine. No, we need to keep it. I, I agree about our decision making, sometimes yeah. isn't always the best. That's that's absolutely true. Um, but I'm not sure whether sending out on loan is going to change that. Um, that's what the training ground is for, isn't it? That's what the, the coach's job is to. to work with her and not just the manager but the coaches at the club yeah. it's their job to work with the player and improve that aspect of her because she's a regular first team player isn't she? she she doesn't start she's on the bench she comes on she plays nearly every game so they're not going to send her out on loan they're, if I say if they're worried about her decision making which I think we all are at times that's a job for the, for the manager and the coaches to work on and improve and hopefully they will because she's improved a lot in the last year or so in two years hasn't she freedom minor since she joined so there's no reason to suggest yeah. she won't continue to develop but yeah i agree with with you with the decision making sometimes it isn't uh isn't always the best uh, terry says do we really want erps hasn't impressed me lately yeah but i think what you've got to remember is um i think mary erps is a little bit unsettled um i think she wants to get away from manchester united she knows there's been interest from Arsenal. The club kind of blocked it. And I do think that when that happens, it can unsettle a player and lead to some maybe not so good performances. Um, so I, I certainly wouldn't have a problem with her signing her. I think she'd be a great signing. She's a much better goalkeeper than what we've got. Um, but, you know, let's wait and see what happens. We can't expect to, we're going to sign her, but it's, it's a possibility in the summer. Let's hope so. Um, Wayne says, I think it's a brilliant idea. Experienced goalkeeper. And also that winning mentality in addressing, yeah, we just mentioned that, yeah. Um, all them Leon League titles and Champions League, exactly, yeah. You make, that's, that's exactly the point. And I think that more so than even if you never played, that is a reason to sign her just on that basis alone. Um, Hada Hada says there, uh, uh, Leah Walty to Real Madrid. Um, really, she's a good player. <laughs> oh, no, she's a good player. Oh. I think she's going to go to Real Madrid. I don't, I don't think she will. We'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, Andreas, do you think she's going to leave Leah Walty? I can't see it, can you? She, she has resigned uh, in in summer, so I I don't think she wants to leave. And uh, in in November December she gave a long interview where she said Arsenal is her home now, and 
Uh, there is no other place she wants to be at the moment with all the development, with, with the attendances in, in league matches. She was dreaming of uh, her, her, you know, younger years and now she's so happy to, to be a part of this development. I don't see her going to Real Madrid and um, there are a lot of rumors on it with, uh, what, From, from Everton, but he signed for Chelsea. So uh, I don't think that Real Madrid is a serious contender at the moment in women's football, and uh, it would it would be a step uh, backwards for for Wally. And I don't think she'll she'll go there. If Arsenal doesn't uh, force her out, then, then she will stay, and I hope uh, she will because I, I'm convinced that she has uh, at least two two or three good years in her. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I can't see her leaving. Certainly not now. Um, hopefully, she won't leave at all because she is a fantastic player, and I, and I do think she's really important to the team as well, isn't she? I know now we've got more competition in midfield with um, obviously Kyra Cooney Cross coming in. You know, Vicky Palova's got that position nailed down in midfield now as well. So there is more competition now. But you know, with Kim Little's injury record recently. I do think it's important that Leah's there because I think she's a great player. She's got that experience. And, yeah, I'd be really, really disappointed if she was to leave because she's so important to us. We've seen when she's missed games how much of a difference it makes. So, you know, when she's not playing. So, yeah, we don't, we don't want to know. She's not going to Real Madrid. So don't, don't worry about that. Don't don't panic. She's yeah. not going. Not, not now, anyway. Right. Hopefully not for a while. I mean, Emma, you don't want her to go, there, Leah Walty? No, we've got to keep her, haven't we, surely? No. No, of course, yeah. She's been such an integral player to us for so long now, the way she's been in front of that role, you know, like what Brendan Shackle was doing for seven years. And then, uh, yeah, she's like what Shackle was to us, to uh, um, Shackle was to the men's team, to, um, she, to she is like to the women's team, what Shackle was to the men's team, even. And yeah, she's been integral, she says. And she's learned so much from, from that formidable partnership, whether it was with Jordan in the past or with keep with Kim now and then and allowing Frida and uh, other players around her to learn. I think she's just that calming influence. She's just such such class. She just uh, has that presence all the way through all the experience she brings. And uh, yeah, to see her go would be a travesty. And uh, I mean, it wouldn't be easy to. There are probably other good, as you say, Kyra is probably. And she can even learn. Kyra can even uh, develop her game and become. He's even talked about an interview after the Brighton game early in the season. She can develop her game and and become more of the midfielder she wants to be by learning from one of the world's very best. So, yeah, if I had to go, it would be a travesty. And, well, let's hope it doesn't happen. Obviously. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. I, I, I'll be I'll be absolutely astonished if she was to leave in January to go anywhere. But, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen now. Um, I mean, Adriana, what do you think of Leah Walty as a player? Then? She's fantastic, isn't she? She is. I think she's a, now she's an established player at Arsenal. And as you said, um, when when she's not playing, you can really tell that something's missing in Arsenal's game. Um, and yes. I think also from like you can tell that she's um, feeling really good when she's playing and that uh, she's feeling safe at Arsenal. And I definitely don't see her leaving in, during this winter period. I also heard that Real Madrid doesn't spend doesn't want to spend any money um, in this transfer window. So if she's leaving, earliest will be in the summer. Um, but um, um, I also think that like Kyra Cooney Cross, she's still developing. She's still very young. So at least until she's really arrived at the club, I don't think um, there will be like. 
that much competition also on that position. Yeah, I mean, as, as we said, I think that she's going to learn a lot from Leah Walsh anyway, isn't she, Kyra Cooney-Cross? And I think that that's going to help her development as well. And yes, maybe in a year or two, um, a move away for Leah Walty to finish her career may well be the best thing for her. But at this moment in time, I think she's so important and, you know, she's going to be so helpful to the other players around her because we've got some young players now breaking through and they need guidance, don't they, in the team as well. And that's what Leah, Leah brings, that calmness and, you know, that uh, that leadership on the pitch. And I think that we'd, we'd, we'd be silly to let that go now. But yeah, it's not going to happen now. Um, Greg says there, we should go for Frome, obviously the goalkeeping position. She's a better Ooh. all-round keeper and younger. Yeah, I mean, th that would be Whoa. a signing for yeah. the summer, wouldn't it? That would be a signing for the summer, not a January kind of stopgap thing, wouldn't it? And I don't know. I, I personally would rather Mary Earth, if I'm honest. Um, but, you know, let's, <laughs> let's see what happens. Um, Terry's gone for my favourite. He said, Van Domsalar, come on, Villa, do us a favour. I mean, we should have got Van Domsalar last <laughs> summer when we had the <laughs> I said in the Euros, when I saw her play for Holland in the Euros, when, you know, she started off as their backup goalkeeper. Of course, there was the injury, wasn't there, in the first game. We was at that game, actually. She got injured, of course. Daphne came on and was brilliant for the rest of the tournament. And we saw a couple of the, the Holland games. And I said then, I wanted Arsenal to sign her there and then because I thought she she's a young goalkeeper. Yeah. She had everything that you, that you wanted in a goalkeeper. And um, the fact that she's came to England and she's playing for Aston Villa was slightly annoying because we should have tried to get her. Especially as we are looking, we've been looking for a goalkeeper, haven't we? You know, we're looking for one now. We, it looks like we're looking for one in the summer. We could have got Daphne Van Domselaar, and I think she would have been brilliant because I think she is a great goalkeeper. But that ship sailed now, I think. She's only just gone to Villa. Um, she's doing well. She's not going to leave Villa and come to us now, is she? And certainly not in January or even the summer, I don't think so. Yeah, I agree, Terry. I would have loved us to have got Van Domselaar, but it isn't going to happen and we'll have to look elsewhere and if we get Mary Earps instead I'm sure that'll lessen the blow of missing out but I, I think she is a fantastic goalkeeper <laughs> and I really really want us to have signed her um, but anyway uh, Terry says yeah, if Leah Walty leaves it'll break Matt's heart it will yeah because <laughs> Matt loves yeah, he, he really does love Leah we all love Leah Walty but Matt loves her more than anybody else so yeah it would it would break his heart but I'm sure yeah, it's not going to happen so we don't need to worry about that because it's not happening so don't worry don't panic She's staying with us, um, certainly for the rest of this season and hopefully beyond as well. Um, now, so we did briefly mention it there. There has been a player that has been sent out on loan as well, which uh, we're going to talk about now. So, Katarina Cole has been sent on loan to Everton. Not Aston Villa, actually, for a, for a change. It's not Aston Villa she's going to. She's actually going to Everton. Um, now... <laughs> She needs more minutes on the pitch. There's no doubt about that. You know, you, we, we can see she's got talent. There's no doubt about that either. But um, she's not been able to hold down a regular enough place in the team. You can see why, because there's maybe players ahead of her in the squad. And you can see that when she comes on, she's got good, she has good moments. She maybe has bad moments. The decision-making we mentioned before already um, is an issue. And I, I feel that this loan... Um, could actually be a really, really good move for her. She's staying in the WSL. She can get used to playing games against the, these opposition. Um, and hopefully she can grow and develop by playing more games. Obviously, she needs to be playing at Everton. It's no good her going there and being on the bench. She's got to be playing. But I think if she plays enough games for Everton, I think we will see a massive difference in her when she comes back, hopefully for next season, ready to go with us and able to make much more of an impact. Because... 
I like Katrina Cole. I think she's a very talented player, but you can see the rawness in her and the mistakes that she makes that needs to be worked on. And she's only going to work on that by playing. And she's not going to be able to play much at Arsenal because yeah. of the competition. So, I mean, Andreas, do you think that's a good move for her to go to Everton at this time in her career? Um, first of all, it's sad to see her leave, but uh, it's it's the right decision at the right time, I think. Uh, if we kept her or said to her, no, uh, um, we, we don't send you alone, uh, there would have been the danger that uh, in summer she would come and say, oh, uh, could you could you let me go uh, on a permanent leave? And uh, no, uh, we we should keep her. She's one of the most talented midfielders in Europe. And uh, I always remember that uh, when, when she first signed for us, uh, I read that uh, she's the, the most talented uh, Danish player since Pernilla Harder. And uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that says something. And uh, she's a regular starter for Denmark. Uh, although she's only 21, uh, she was regular starter at the Euros and uh, in the uh, Nations League. So we know uh, how good she is. And I think it was good for her to stay at Arsenal so far because uh, in training she was... She was uh, learning from, from better players, from more experienced uh, midfielders. But now uh, is the time when she needs minutes. She needs to play. We saw this in, in Conti Cup uh, matches. She had good matches, but also uh, in other matches you saw that she, that she's lacking minutes. Uh, the decision-making, okay, but uh, also the, yeah, a bit rusty. And only training is not enough for, for such a young talent. And uh, now she's going to Everton, probably. I don't know whether it's it's already fixed uh, this deal, but uh, probably yeah, she I think so. I think so. uh, The manager there, uh, Sorensen, uh, he worked with her uh, before in Denmark. Right, Sorensen, yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, and Jonas said uh, it, it's the right club and the right uh, manager for her. Uh, she will get a lot of minutes at Everton, we all hope. <laughs> she will, and uh, I'm sure she will develop. And uh, yeah, if she returns in summer for the next season, uh, yeah, uh, there's competition in our midfield. But uh, yeah, the talent is there, and uh, I'm glad that she she stays at Arsenal and only goes on loan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would. I mean, we only we only signed her last January, didn't we? So she's not been at the club very long, and she's not quite. She hasn't yeah. quite. Kicked on in the way that obviously she came with Vicky Pullover last January. She hasn't quite kicked on in the same way that Vicky has. Now Kyra's come in and maybe overtaken her as well. And yeah, it, it does make. Of course, mm -hmm. I forgot about Sorensen. Of course, being um, having worked with her previously, so that is another good reason for her to go to Everton actually. And I think that will work better now. I, I didn't thought of that. Now you brought that up. That's a really good point. So, so yeah, that's. I think it will be a really good move for her. And hopefully it will, I say, will benefit in the long run because it means we'll get a better player back, which is what we want. You know, it'll benefit Everton now because she's, I'm sure she's better than a lot of the players playing in their team because they're struggling quite a lot in the league. So it's going to improve them, it'll improve her. So we get the benefit of that, obviously, next season, hopefully. So it's good all round, isn't it? I mean, Emma, are you happy happy with that loan? Obviously, she's not leaving. She'll be back. But it's, it seems to be, a, again, a sensible move, a bit like the goalkeeper situation. It seems a sensible thing to be sending her on loan to a club like Everton, doesn't it? Yeah, again, it's just uh, like, it'll be good for her development and uh, she'll be able to play alongside, she'll get more regular starting time against uh, Everton's a good side. You know, Ryan Sorensen's done a good job there. Only good for development. 
and uh, and her future. And once she comes, once they decide to record her back, I think she'll have all those minutes under her belt. And, you know, she uh, were she to were somebody to get injured, maybe or maybe not. If they don't, or something were to happen, if you could nail down regular minutes in future for Arsenal. But it's good for her development and. It'll be good to see, uh, see if she gets playing time with Denmark. But no, there's no doubt she's a talent. I mean, it's always uh, tough to follow in the footsteps of somebody as great as harder. But um, yeah, no, it will be. It will only do her, uh, do only do her good to nail down more playing time at Everton, as I was saying. And uh, let's see how she does there. Of course, it'll be interesting to know. How she, of course, she can't play against us, but it'll be interesting to follow how she gets on against the other teams. So yeah, so it's only it's good for both parties, definitely. Yeah, let's let's hope so. I mean, I, I say we just want to see her develop and progress and become uh, a better player because it's going to benefit us, isn't it? I mean, Adriana, what do you think of Katarina Cole? Do you think that this is, it's going to be a good move for her to play more regularly? But what do you think of her as a player then overall? Because she hasn't quite managed to nail down a place at Arsenal, but she is very talented, isn't she? There's no there's no question about that. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell that the talent is there. Um, you can see it uh, sometimes on the pitch, but then at the same time, you can already tell that she's still very young and needs um, experience, needs consistency, most of all. And um, she can't get that at Arsenal at the moment. So it's uh, the right thing to do to go to another club and where she also knows the coach. So that's uh, perfect for her. And it's also a team that really wants to to keep the ball, which is good for her. And at the same time, I think she also lacked a little bit in the quick decision making, um, which she will definitely learn with more also consistency and more game time. And yeah, yeah so I think it's perfectly perfect for her. Yeah, let's hope so. And I say hopefully it goes well and she's played a lot of games and we can we'll see the benefit obviously when she comes back. Uh, Terry says, I thought Cole had a good game against Spurs uh, when Super Gen scored the winner in the cup. She just needs to eat a few more pies and get a bit stronger. I don't think eating pies is what they recommend, actually, now as a <laughs> modern professional just, footballer. Oh, maybe pies are off. Just give the ball away a little bit as well. She does need yeah. To, yeah, I think she needs to maybe strengthen up a bit. Yeah, of course she does. But, you know, that will probably come from playing more games anyway. You, you kind of develop that, don't you? Uh, Terry says, I feel sorry for Cole. But Vicky Palova has been exceptional, different class. Yeah, she has. And... You know, they, they arrived at the same time. You kind of felt they were on a similar... I felt they were on a similar level last year when we bought them both. Um, and obviously, Vicky has completely pushed on and been amazing. And Katarina's got left behind a little bit, which, you know, hopefully she can catch up now going away and she'll play some games and, and we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's a shame it's not working out for her yet. But if it means that long term... She's going to be a much better player for us, and it, it's a good thing, isn't it? So you know, it, it's not a, it's not a good buy as such, is it? It's just a, you know, it's a temporary situation. And she'll be back, I'm sure, um, and looking to get get in the team for next season and help us even more. So we'll see. But yeah, good good luck to her ever, and we will be watching, obviously watching as yeah. she gets on, seeing how she's doing in in the team for them and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, just before we move on, I just wanted to obviously um, there has been, and I know. I know we don't particularly like Sam Kerr here because of the number of goals she scored against us and, you know, stuff like that. Some certain things that she said as well. But she's the latest big-name player to get an ACL injury and we don't yeah. wish that on anybody. Horrible. And you, no. you can only no. feel sorry for her. You know, it's a long time out of the game as we've seen with our own players that suffered in the last year or so. Um, it's obviously a big miss for Chelsea, which I'm not so worried about Chelsea, obviously, but um, certainly from a, a if it's a horrible injury to have at a time, you know, where, um, you know, she's got so many good things in her career going at the minute, hasn't she? You know, she's 
scoring goals, how she's winning trophies. Things are going well for Australia as well. And it's it really is a, a terrible injury to have. And But it's another example, isn't it, of... And this was just in training as well. It wasn't even in a game. It just goes to show, doesn't it, how easy these yeah. things can happen and how much more work needs to be done to try to prevent these injuries. I know you can't stop them from happening forever. Of course you can't. It's impossible. But to, a lot more work needs to be done, doesn't it, to try to um, make this less because there's been far too many now, far too many of the top players as well. It's not just players that no one's heard of. It's actually the top players it's happening to on a regular basis and it's just they've got to do I mean I mean I just know we've we've obviously spoke about this a lot over the last year with the problems that we've had at our club obviously at our match we've suffered but um it's really really it's, it's horrible isn't it when you see it happening to other top players especially someone of such high profile I mean Sam Kerr is probably even higher profile in women's football in the world than the players that we've lost potentially because of you know what she's achieved I mean it what they're doing as much as they can, I'm sure, but nothing seems to be changing, does it? They're still getting these injuries. It's, it's. I don't know what, what what's going on with it. Really, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's terrible. Another big name. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, in, in such moments when when you hear such news, uh, I can only say for me, I was shocked when I read it. And uh, yeah. yeah, in these moments, you have to put all rivalry aside and, and think about the player. Uh, Sam Kerr is a fantastic player. Um, she, she has achieved so much in, in her career. Uh, and um, we know she's a player that makes the difference for Chelsea, for Australia. And it's terrible, uh, terrible news for her. And uh, when you think she she already made her last match for, for this season now, and uh, her last match mm -hmm. under Emma Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> when will she yeah. be back at the end? At the end of the year, it's it's just terrible. She had her surgery, and uh, yeah, she will miss the Olympics. Uh, she had the bad luck uh, yeah. the with with the calf injury, and now this this terrible injury. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there there is there is need uh, for more research, and and um, these big names that are injured. It it started last year with Alexia Puteas, then. And our players, uh, Pat and Biff, and now Sam Kerr. Uh, yes. Nobody is safe um, from this injury. Chelsea has now uh, Anik Noam, uh, the Dutch defender with, with the ACL, and, and Sam Kerr. They have uh, they have Millie Bright again, knee injury. Uh, they had uh, uh, Frank Kirby out, uh, who also missed the World Cup. It's terrible, this, this knee injuries. And yeah, but we, we discussed it. So, so many times and we don't have a solution. And I think, yeah, the experts are working on this. There are expert groups, etc. as we saw in the documentary from Wiff and Beth, uh, that they are trying to analyze what can be done, what's the reason. But uh, in the short term, mm -hmm. it's just terrible. And I feel so sad for, for Sam Kerr. And as I said, it uh, doesn't matter which which she wears, which color uh, she has. It's yeah, it's a big, a big loss for for the WSL for women's football, and yeah, all the best for Sam Kerr, and hopefully she will she will come come back to her formal level. Yeah, I mean that that's always the worry, isn't it? When the top players get an injury like this, because you know it can um, it can affect their long term um, when they get back playing again. Some of them don't ever get back to that same level that they were before. It, it can happen, and um, you know, we're still 
waiting to see how Viv actually comes back because she's not really. I know she had a good game in the friendly recently, behind closed doors friendly. She scored her first goal and stuff like that. But we don't really know whether she's going to get back to the level she was before because we haven't seen yet. Let's hope she can. But yeah, that's always a worry, isn't it, with an injury like this? Can that player return back to the top, top level? Looks like Beth has managed to do that. Um, yeah. You know, she's been in great form. So she's she's been okay. But yeah, all we can yeah. do is wish, is wish her all, all the best. And yes, it's. You know, we know it's Chelsea. We know that, you know, when we look at it practically from an Arsenal perspective, not having Sam Kerr in the Chelsea team is probably a benefit to us in terms of winning the league or not because of our importance. Is. But that's irrelevant, really, when it comes down to an injury like this. You know, we just want her to hopefully get fit as quickly as she can and back playing again. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the Emma Hayes thing. Of course, she won't play for Emma Hayes again, will she? Because Emma's leaving, of course. So she's already played her last game under Emma Hayes, which is a bit of a shame, isn't it? I mean, Emma, we do wish her all the best, don't we? Even though, you know, we give her some banter on this channel, don't we, with with Sam Kerr? Of course we do, but it's only, you know, obviously we'd never, we'd never want anybody to get this sort of injury, would we? No, setting what everybody's decided, it's terrible for women's football and terrible in general, not just for Australia as well. It's just bad. I would never wish anything like that to happen upon a player like that. You can forget last month after the 4 1 defeat, the Vantage she was sharing with the Arsenal fans. I think they love her too, secretly. And even though she's a place for rival club, how can you not love her? What she's done for, for women's football, you know, she's absolutely world class. Many describe her as the Lionel Messi of women's football, and it'd be hard to agree disagree with that. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is annoying. It is annoying that it keeps on happening to all these top players. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably actually, if you think about it, I mean, Chelsea have been. I wouldn't say luck, maybe lucky. I don't know how you would probably say it, but they have, haven't had too many of these serious injuries since for, since for a few years now. When you think how many we've had down the years or other clubs, it, 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 does, it, it doesn't seem to happen to you regularly with them. I know now, and now, and as we, as I just saw, uh, suffered one in December as well. So, yeah, so it's, it's not nice. And it, it, but it remains to be seen one thing to be interesting. Will it be, will they be forced, to, will it force their hand in the transfer market now? I mean, you've still got. Guru there, you've still got Fran, you've still got Lauren James, you've still got Erin Cuthbert. So they've still got plenty of world-class talent on show there. It'll be interesting to see whether it does force down in the transfer market going forward. But it does, one thing it will do is definitely spices up the, the WSL title race for the second half of the season. So, you know, I wish her a speedy recovery, but let's wait and see, let's, hope, let's hope she can get back playing again soon. I mean, it's an interesting point about the transfer window, actually, because, it, I mean, last year we lost Beth and Viv just before the transfer window and we didn't go out and replace yeah. them, really, did we? So um, we brought players in, but not in their positions. It was almost like, you know, we were prepared to wait for them to, to get fit. Not that you can not that you can replace players like that anyway, because there's no one around as good as them anyway that you can bring in. And it'd be the same with Sam Kerr, who's out there that you could bring in, that Chelsea could bring in, that's going to score the goals that Sam Kerr scores you know, probably impossible. So, you know, whether they will go out and buy somebody or whether they'll just say, OK, this happened, one of those things, we've got a squad and we'll, we'll do the best that we can. I mean, I mean, Adrian, of course, it's another big ACL injury, isn't it? And there's, there's been too many. And it, I mean, what do you think we can do more to try to alleviate the problem? We can't get rid of it. Injuries happen. We know that. But it seems to be happening too many times. Greg's made a point here, actually. He says part of the problem was Chelsea playing her when she wasn't fully fit. Was she rushed back a little bit too quickly because Australia was desperate to get her back in the summer when she maybe wasn't fit? She's been rushed back for Chelsea. Yeah. Do you think that's a problem or it's a more wider issue, isn't it, surely? 
could definitely be part of it. Um, I mean, it's really terrible news. Um, I couldn't believe it when I when I read it the first time. Um, I mean, especially Arsenal and Arsenal players, Arsenal fans know uh, what an ACL injury means. Um, I think it was a great gesture from Beth Mead and uh, the Aussie players that yeah. they supported Sam Kerr. And um, yeah, yes, I think in the the only good yeah. the only good thing about all the injuries in the in the past years was that it really brought attention to the issue and it was everywhere in the media so people know that it, it, it is happening and something has to be done but at the same time um, we we know from the research that exists at the moment that there are multiple could be multiple reasons for it um, one of them also being like strength training from a young age so I unfortunately think that it could probably take some time until we see a decline in injuries because we also have to start from grassroots to really develop strength in young players and, and start from the beginning to train them differently because we've been um i think many coaches have been training them like men's teams so i think we're just starting to change our perspective on that and i think until we really grow into that new perspective it will take some time unfortunately yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, is there anything yeah, you think yeah. maybe in terms of, I don't know, equipment or something that they can develop to maybe protect the, the needs more in women players? Because there does seem to be issues there. Is there like, I don't know, some sort of strapping that they could wear maybe to protect them? Or would that not really make any difference, you think? I mean, it really uh, it began with football boots. Um, I think they now have special boots from Nike that have like more circular studs that their rotation is um, easier that was one of the issues, I believe. And mm -hmm. also at the same time, uh, I mean, the ground the players are playing on is important. So if it's uh, really good grass, not artificial grass, um, and the injury risk, injury risk is uh, not as high. So, I mean, also the facilities of the teams are important, but I mean, at Arsenal, at Chelsea, you have the best possible facilities you can have, I, I think. And yeah, I mean, then there are also some things like the when the players play um, um, in the winter on the hard pitches. So I think there are so many um, issues they come together. So I think the clubs are already doing as much as they can, like guaranteeing that there are the best possible options um, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's something that they've maybe got to develop a little bit more, looking into it a bit more. And we may not, like you said, we may not see really positive results on that front for a while because a lot of the damage has probably already been done in some of these players like when they've been very young. Maybe the wrong type of training and stuff like that. That's, that's, that could well be what's happening. Um, and it might take the next generation of players to come through when we'll see it really decrease. But yeah, unfortunately, it, it seems to be something that um, is not going away anytime soon, is it? Every time you think, oh, there's been a lot, there's going to be less coming up. Suddenly there's another one and you have more and more of them and uh, another top player. So, yeah, it is, it is really, really sad. Um, Terry says, even though I don't like Chelsea and Sam Kerr, he does make the games exciting when we play against them. Well, he makes the WSL more exciting anyway, doesn't he? Uh, just being in there. And I think that, you know, the fact <laughs> that he's going to play a long time, is, is, it's a blow for... Um, for the WSL as much as anything else as well, isn't it? You know, you've got to look at that, you know, as it was last season when Viv was out yeah. and when Beth were out, you know, two of the best players in the league. It's, it's a shame for football in general, isn't it? Women's football in general. So, yeah, 
Yeah, we wish her all the best and hopefully she can come back as um, strong as, as before, stronger. And, um, you know, we look forward to seeing her back again, um, hopefully um, sometime this year, hopefully before before the end of the year. We'll see. But, yeah, we know how long it takes. It's, how long it's took Beth, how long it's taken Viv, we know. Um, so let's just see. But, yeah, it, it was a shame that uh, it's happened again. But let's hope that um, they find a solution because it, it can't carry on in the way that it has done over the last few years. It, it's ridiculous. But, um, what can you do? Um, so, uh, yeah. what I wanted right. before we look, we're going to look into the Watford game in a minute as well. Obviously, our, next, our first game back for a while. We just want to look back maybe on the first half of the season so far in the WSL. And for me, that the one thing that stood out for me in the first half of the season has been how much more competitive it's been this season. You know, you don't really get easy games anymore. We've seen Bristol City just come up from the Championship. They've been competitive. They gave us a really difficult game. They've given other teams a difficult game as well. Um, and I just think the whole league now is, you know, we recently lost to Tottenham in our last game. And it's the first time we ever lost to Tottenham. I think it just shows, doesn't it, how much more competitive the WSL is. The, the so-called smaller teams have improved. And I think the top teams have improved as well. But the, the smaller teams are catching up now. You can see that quite clearly. You know, we've had so many difficult games this season and we've got one of the strongest squads we've ever had and we're still finding it difficult to, to beat some of these teams that normally years gone by we would have won 6-7-0 wouldn't we uh, we did that on a regular basis and that's, that's been the, the biggest thing for me over the first half of the season I think just, that's the one thing that's really stood out actually how much more competitive the league is and also as well I think that you know we've talked about goalkeepers already I actually think the standard of the goalkeeping as well overall yes we see mistakes of course we do but I think the standard of goalkeeping across the league is a lot is as good as it's ever been. I think now, uh, and I think that's been a feature as well. You know, you're not seeing so many of the mistakes that you used to get from goalkeepers down the years before. So it's been a real positive. Obviously, from an Arsenal perspective, and the, the last game, we, we everything was going so well. We beat Chelsea, and it was looking good. And then the uh, um, unbelievable result against Tottenham, which no one was expecting. Um, but from our no. perspective, it hasn't quite gone as we would hope for, really. But I think overall, it's been better for the game. The fact that we, you know we've lost to Liverpool, and we've lost to Tottenham this season. You know, two teams we'd never have thought we'd lose, we'd have lost to. They had a two game. We looked at the fixtures and thought, well, you know, we might lose to Chelsea. Yeah, we might. We might lose to Man United. We wouldn't. We wouldn't expect to lose to Liverpool and Tottenham. So I think that just shows, doesn't it, where the league is. I mean, Andreas, what have you made of this of the season overall? Then the first half, it's been. It's been great, hasn't it? Because of how much more competitive it is now. Yeah, I think the WSL is more competitive than ever before. And the smaller teams have closed the gap. There are no more easy games, easy wins for the top teams. Look at Liverpool, Spurs, even Leicester. They have closed the gap. They are really competitive. Of course, those teams won't be competing for, for the Champions League spot number three, but uh, they are closer now. And um, and uh, look at Aston Villa. Uh, I remember before the season started, we were discussing which team could, could break into the top four. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I said, Villa is, is very competitive this this season. They were last in the, and now look, look how they are struggling. Uh, if you, yeah, if you don't get going, uh, lose the match then uh, then it's very difficult uh, to come back uh, to the winning ways because uh, the next game won't be easy and and the game after this <laughs> it's 
everything is difficult. We, we, we struggled when we lost against Liverpool. Uh, if, we, if we don't beat uh, Villa with these uh, two late goals, uh, then we would have a, a very tough uh, situation. So, uh, yeah, this makes the, the WSL more interesting and more competitive. It's, yeah, it's good for the league. Of course, uh, we all want to win the title and uh, we want our team to win the title. But uh, as I always said, um, it, it tastes much better if you if you win a, a trophy, a title, uh, when you beat the teams with, with all their top players and, and, and if you win uh, in, in a very competitive league. Uh, of course, it's, it's nice to, to have 6-0, 8-0 wins and say, oh, next match, okay, the three points are, are in the back, no question. But uh, yeah, overall, it's it's better like it is now. Every match is difficult, and uh, we look we're looking uh, for the next match and say oh, it will be difficult, will be tough. Yes, every match is is tough. Is uh, yeah, it's and that makes it more interesting. Therefore, I'm really looking forward to the second uh, half of the season. Everything is possible. It's, the title is open. Uh, yeah, Champions League spots are, are open, and, and you can't say who will be relegated. It's, it's also an open race, and that makes it very, very interesting. And that's also a reason for for the attendances in in the stadiums. I think Bristol has an average attendance of of more than ten thousand. Bristol is struggling yeah. against the relegation. They have ten or thirteen thousand uh, in in the stadium for for their home matches. It's unbelievable, and and. and unthinkable in other leagues that's great development it is yeah i mean and i mean i remember after the euros a couple couple of years ago you know we were sort of wondering exactly what impact that was going to have you know we knew it would have a positive impact of course you know winning the euros in in england was it was amazing um and it was obvious that it would have a, a positive impact but i wasn't sure whether that impact would be temporary if you like there'd be a boom because everyone was excited about the Euros, and then it would kind of maybe die off. Um, obviously, the TV, um, the TV deals probably helped as well because more games are now shown that people can watch. But um, what's happened is since the Euros, it's just going from strength to strength to strength, isn't it? You like you said, the, the, the crowds are higher, the games are so much more competitive. You know, TV's involved now; more people are watching, and you know, and to think this is. Um, this is just the start, really, isn't it? When you think of where women's football is going to be heading, where it can go over the next few years. And, you know, to see where it's, you know, the, the point it's at now, where it's come from to get just here already, has been amazing when you think about where we were three or four years ago in the WSL, where the crowds were like and all this kind of stuff, to where we are now and how much more competitive the games are, how much more technically um better the players are as well i think you watch the games and they're so much more technical now than they used to be and all these kind of improvements have happened so quickly yeah. and it's, it's been, it has been fantastic i mean Emma, what's been your kind of lasting impression from this season so far obviously the competitiveness of it has got to be one of the biggest things hasn't it now um and the great football yeah, I mean, the matches, there are cracking matches already and uh, there's been no shortage of drama in all of the games, really, yeah. I mean, the tendencies are going up high, the higher with every trip down to the Euros or the World Cup. I mean, the standard, the, the refereeing still remains questionable in some parts, but yeah, you can that's the more excitement. I've done the broadcast deal as well and the fact that all these club class players are returning, the strength and depth of the league in general is great. And uh, 
that's what's making it more watchable and more exciting to uh, to follow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, at first obviously, yeah, as you say, the gap there's definitely no gap. Okay, there, there there may be a considerable difference in the budgets of certain clubs, for example, but it doesn't mean that they're all the teams all getting. They, I think yeah, it's a it's a probably the most competitive as you say that's ever been. We we or we do see the odd um, one sided scoreline, but you know it uh, it's it makes for intriguing viewing and no then no uh, no teams are classed as pushovers anymore for like you used to have maybe in the past years or Yeovils and possibly like your Birmingham or for example whoever was considered uh, was considered um, pushovers in that regard. You know they all sort of showing rolling their sleeves up and rolling their sleeves up and showing that they can compete in this league. You get an odd one-sided result, but it's not as much as you used to. And yeah, it's worth making it uh, exciting that it's um, the relegation battle is going to go down to the wire again. The same teams have owned the title when they all play each other. It's going to be key to see which way that goes. But no, definitely, it's the close. The despite the relative, as I say, the difference in some clubs, uh, what they can, what they kind of can't afford, it's uh, it's still making for intriguing viewing. So that's what's probably been the most exciting aspect of the first half of the season for me so far. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I'm hoping that, you know, as more and more money comes into the women's game, which it is doing already, and it's going to even more so, that we're yeah. not going to get a situation that we've had in the Premier League for the men where the top teams just get stronger and stronger and the rest struggle to keep up, because that's not what's happened so far in the last couple of years. And I'm hoping that it doesn't go that way once more and more money comes in. Because obviously the bigger clubs generate more money, don't they? You get bigger crowds, they get better sponsorship deals, all that kind of stuff. And they end up signing better players and become better and all that. And I'm hoping that we don't see that same, the same path the Premier League took. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Signs so far are good. But if you remember the very early days of the men's Premier League, it was the same, wasn't it? You had teams like Wimbledon and Oldham who were competing in the Premier League yeah. and doing well. You're not going to that doesn't happen now. It'll never happen again. I, mean, I know Luton are there at the minute, but um, generally that doesn't happen very often. And I don't want the WSL to become too predictable. It's been predictable enough no. up until now, really, anyway, when you look at who wins the trophies. Uh, it'd be nice if we can keep this competitiveness and make it more so that, you know, teams like Aston Villa and, you know, maybe not Tottenham, but certainly, um, you know, Liverpool or something like that could maybe challenge for those Champions League spots and even challenge for the title. It'd be great for teams like that to do it, wouldn't it? You know, just... Uh, yeah. To make the, the league even more interesting. I mean, Adriano, what have you made of this first half of the season? Because I think this season, more than any other season before, you can see what's the, the progress that's happened in women's football so quickly. Absolutely. I think there's still so much potential in women's football to grow um, so much more in the, in the next uh, next years. And um, I think for to grow it is important that you can see that the quality is um, changing all the time and going up and that is definitely the case in the WSL um, with the attendances, with the game quality and so on. Um, I mean, if you compare it to the Bundesliga, you still have that um, competitiveness, but at the same time, the atten attendances are much lower and also growing um, slower. So um, in England, it's everything is happening so much faster. Of course, it's also good with the Euros and uh, two years ago and last year with the World Cup. So definitely, that definitely plays into it. And also the um, clubs like Arsenal really working um, to create a good atmosphere in the stadium and bringing so many people to the stadium, um, which is mm -hmm. unique um, until now. Um, and at the same time, I think in the league, it um, really impressed me with the transfer periods and in the summer, but now also in the winter, um, also what names we're talking about. Um, 
Um, for example, now a club like West Ham, who are um, at the bottom of the table and now signing, uh, making big signings Mr. like Chrissy uh, Mewis from the US team, um, Katrina Gori, who really oh, impressed yes, during, the, Gorey, yeah. during the World Cup. So um, mm -hmm. I, I definitely think they will um, yeah, bring a lot of quality to the second half of the season and also will make it more interesting in the, yeah, on the bottom half of the table. Yeah, exactly, and I think that that's been that's been the key, hasn't it? That you know, it it is good that teams like West Ham and say can buy these these bring these great players in because one, it strengthens the league, which is great, and it makes it even more competitive because West Ham, are, you know, they're in a battle against relegation. They want to try and get as many points as they can. They need to get some better players in, and that's what they've done. And it's good that that's happening now in the WSL. And yeah, I think it's been. So far, it's only halfway through the season, so let's not get carried away. But I think this has been, so far, the best WSL season that there's been since it became the WSL, if you like. Um, you know, and, and long may it keep growing because it's, I say, over the last two or three years have just been amazing, really. And I, I, I still get shocked now, and I shouldn't do. I still get shocked now when, you, you know, a lot of people still say, oh, I'm not watching women's football. It's like rubbish. And I'm thinking, have you ever actually watched it? Because if you have, you would actually see that it's actually not rubbish at all. It's complete opposite of rubbish. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm hoping that more and more people start to realise actually that if you put all prejudices aside, all that kind of stuff, and you know, look at the game for what it is, I, I don't see how anybody will not be impressed by it because it, it is just for me. It's got everything that men's football's got minus all the the kind of negative stuff, you know, the rolling around, pretending to be injured and the fake yellow cards and all that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. in men's football. It's not, it's got none of that yet. I'm hoping it never does, but it's got none of that. And it's, it's almost like the perfect football. For me. I think it's almost the perfect football because it, it's, it's got everything apart from all the negative things. And that's what you want really. So yeah, let's hope it continues to grow as it is. Let's hope the attendances stay up. And yeah, you have to say Arsenal have done a fantastic job in getting people into it, you know, getting the games at the Emirates and actually getting people there in the stadium. It's brilliant. You know, we've already sold, what is it, 30,000, over 30,000 tickets for the Tottenham game already. Yeah. I mean, incredible. For the Man United game, I think that's that's heading up a similar way. So, Arsenal do a great job. Arsenal have done a great job in, in helping that as well. But, you know, the attendances wouldn't continue to grow if the product there wasn't of the quality that it needed to be. People would soon think, oh, I'm not going to watch that again. You know, so the fact no. that's not happening shows exactly what's, what what the, the quality has improved massively. You can see that quite clearly now. And you know, I think it's I think it's almost now for me the best type of football that you can watch. The WSL is as good as anything else that you'll watch ever. The, the quality of the games, the players, the the, the the competitiveness of it. I can remember a few years ago, you, you Chelsea would be on the telly, and you'd watch a Chelsea game and say they'd be playing someone like Reading or they'd be playing Birmingham. And Chelsea would go one nil up in the first ten minutes. It's not worth watching the rest of the game because you knew what was going to happen. They'd end up winning five nil. It'd just be boring. Whereas now you watch them games, and even if Chelsea do go one nil up or in the first five minutes, you still watch the game because the other team can still get something out of it, and they they, they come back into the game now, and it it's become a better watch because of that. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it was the same with Arsenal games. Just to be honest, like, we've watched Arsenal games before when Arsenal have won eight nil, nine nil, and you know in the first yeah. five minutes what the game's going to be like. And yes, you know, we enjoy it because we're Arsenal fans and it's great to see you score a few goals. But it's no good for the league, is it, when you see games like that, really? Neutrals aren't going to 
turn on and watch the game and think, oh, what a great game. I've just seen Arsenal win 12-0. No, no one's going to think that apart from Arsenal fans. Um, you know, and it's so that the fact that this isn't happening anymore is why people are coming back again and watching the games and watching the games, buying tickets, going to the stadiums and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, that's been, this has got the potential now for the second half of this season to be the greatest season ever in women's football. And let's hope that it, it fulfills that potential because it will be fantastic and it will be long overdue as well, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, LG says, uh, I've no idea you guys were live. Just joining in now. Um, hope everyone's doing okay. <laughs> You have to just click on the notification bell, and then you'll get a notification every time we go live. Then you won't you won't miss um, you won't miss any of the shows, will you? Um, Terry says, "Come on, chat. Push Andreas's top. It's free, and you can subscribe as well." Yeah, if you push Andreas's top, yeah. actually, it likes it. So you can, if you've got a touch screen, obviously, if you haven't got a touch screen, it won't work. Um, but you need to have a touch. You need to have a touch screen, obviously. Um, Greg says, "There, um, we saw how good our girls are. They'll push on now." Um, we've got a lot of work to do because yeah. we've made it hard for ourselves. That Tottenham result has made it really tough for ourselves. But we've definitely got the quality yeah. now. You know, technically, we could go on and win every game in the league. We could do. We've got the quality to do it. But football doesn't work like that now. It doesn't. We just say how competitive the league is. I'm sure we will drop more points. I'm sure Chelsea will drop more points. I'm sure Man City will drop points. Man United will drop yeah. points. Everybody's going to drop points. So... We'll see. I mean, I hope we can win the league. We certainly got a good enough group of players to do it, but um, it's not going to be easy at all now. Um, if we'd beaten Tottenham, I'd have been a lot more confident. I have to say, but you know, we've, we've made it hard for ourselves. It's our own fault. We just have to... Yeah. Um, so yeah. So let's see. Anyway, um, Terry says there. Uh, let's hope Arsenal women um, keep running like a family club and don't go down the money route. Well. <laughs> yeah. Inevitably, they will because that's what's going to, probably going to happen. But at the moment, it's you know the, the ticket prices are great. Everything about it, they're doing right, and you know we we, we criticise Arsenal quite a lot for some of the other stuff that goes on over the men's side of things, the way that the club run and other things like that. So it's nice that we can praise Arsenal for what they're doing with the women's team. It's been brilliant, and I agree, Terry. I hope that they don't just end up becoming greedy, like what tends to happen so but we'll see um greg says i remember going to the palace ground for a cup final only just over a thousand now they fill out when yeah i remember that as well there was, there was one as well um i think it was it stoke was it was it stokes ground i think we we played a was it stokes ground we played a final i think it was a few years ago and you know i think it was about four thousand or something now but was it bramble lane was it bramble lane i think it was when he lost to man city on penalties yeah, it might have been that one. Yeah, I know it was. It was at a Premier Premier League ground, and it was. I mean, there was a there was a half decent crowd in for the time. It felt okay, but obviously now you look at it and you get like eighty thousand at Wembley. We went to Nottingham Forest as well, City ground, to see Arsenal play in a final against Chelsea. Oh, yeah. They only opened one stand because that was all they could sell, and that was in twenty nineteen, I think it was, or twenty twenty. That wasn't even that long ago, and yeah, they, they could only sell one. They didn't even sell the whole stand out, but they only opened one stand in the ground. Now, if you had a final at not in a forest ground, they wouldn't be able to sell, they'd sell out within 10 minutes, <laughs> wouldn't they? I mean, it's, it's at Wolves ground, isn't it? The Continental Cup final. That's correct. That's correct. This, yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's sold out. I'm thinking of getting a ticket, but I don't want to jinx it. Every time I buy a ticket and ask why in the final, we end up getting knocked out. So I don't want to That's what they the FA Women's Cup final. I want yeah. us to win the FA Cup again, play at Wembley. It's been eight years now. We need to, we, we want that one back as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like jinxing it, so I don't want to. I won't get exactly. a ticket until I know we're in there, just because it's just if I miss out, I miss out. But I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather Arsenal get there than me get there. If you see what I mean? So <laughs> I, I don't want to jinx it. So I'll wait and see. Um, Wayne says there uh, that Tottenham performance reminded me of the men's performances against West Ham and Liverpool. Those shots and no goals. Yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't I'm it? Full um, of yeah, Fulham, yeah. But I, well, I don't know, really. We didn't play that well against Fulham, did we, I suppose? Um, but yeah, it exactly was a bit like that, wasn't it? Let's hope that, again, those those results don't come back to haunt us either. Um, so what we need to do now, obviously, we're back in action. There's actually a game. We haven't. I can't remember last time we played a game. Well, we can't talk about it, but it was a long time ago. We've forgotten about that. Uh, but we have got a game coming up on Sunday, of course, and it is the FA Cup. And we were just talking about, you know, we don't like to see 7 nils and 8 nil wins. But last year in the FA Cup, we played Leeds and we beat them 9 nil. And this yeah. year, we are playing another championship team. Now, obviously, there's quite a lot of links between Arsenal and Watford, isn't there, in terms of players and, you know, where they train and where we train, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Watford anyway. Um but it's a nice draw in a way to have you. We're at home against the championship team. We can rest some players. We can rotate the squad. And we still yeah. should be far too strong to not to win the game fairly comfortably, which is what we want to see um, and see what the, the... I'm not taking it for granted. We can't afford to take it. You know, you've got a 90 minute cup shocks happen. They do. And we just said how much more competitive uh, football is at the minute. So we can't take it for granted, but it would be... One of the biggest shocks ever in football history, wouldn't it? If Arsenal were to lose at home to Watford on Sunday, uh, we don't want to even think about the possibility no. of that happening. No. So, um, I mean, Andreas, what are you thinking ahead of this game? What, what do you think that the team lineup will be? Do you think there'll be quite a few changes? Obviously, we, they've had a long break. The players—they've been away. They've had holidays. They've—you know—we haven't had a game for a long while. We had a friendly the other night, which, which was good. Um, what do you think that the team? Do you think he'll go quite strong with the team, or maybe give minutes to some of the fringe players that haven't been playing? Obviously, not Katrina Cole because she's gone, but the rest of them. Or do you think it will be a fairly strong team? Viv might start, for example. Yeah, possibly. What changes? And uh, you, if you don't know what what is the strongest lineup at the moment, because we had our last match uh, mid uh, of December. Now we had the, the yeah the Christmas break or winter break. Uh, we were in training camp in Portugal, so it's it's all it's a new start for everybody, and uh, you can't say uh, we are rotating because you don't know what what would be the strongest lineup. I think uh, we shouldn't uh, underestimate Watford. Um, no. it's, it's the first match after a break. Um, nobody knows where 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 are we standing in who is who is in in which form in who can perform well. Who needs a little bit more more training sessions or so? It's difficult, and uh, for Watford, it's it's uh, just their, their match of the season. They can't lose anything. If if they lose uh, five nil six, everybody will say, "Ah, oh, it's normal. You can't expect uh, to beat Arsenal. It's normal that you lose." Uh, but if if they are um, competitive, they can keep uh, a nil nil for a long longer period. Maybe maybe over the first half. It would be a success for them, and then the pressure for us will grow because it's a knockout match. We, it's it's not a chance to <laughs> to say, ah, oh, and let's let's take one point, let's take it all. No, it's either win win or lose. So uh, take it serious. Uh, uh, start with the best possible lineup. This would be my uh, my decision, and then uh, if everything works 
as we expected, works normal, and make changes at halftime, give minutes to, to other players. Uh, of course, I expect us to win, and yeah, normally we should, yeah, we should have a decent win. But uh, yeah, don't don't be too overconfident. So I say we will win three nil. Uh, that that would, would would be great. Uh, we have three loanees at uh, Watford, and um, I heard in the press conference that uh, we, we allow them yes, to play. Do. Although normally they would be uh, would be cup tied against us. They, they wouldn't be allowed, but uh, we said yes. Three youngsters are allowed to play. It's good for their development. And Jonas said uh, this time he gives away uh, <laughs> this this chance to yeah to weaken the opponent and for the long term development of the players and therefore for the long term benefit for the club for Arsenal that they they have a competitive match against a top team. It'll be interesting to see these three youngsters, how they do. And yeah, my prediction is 3-0 for us. I think we would be satisfied with this. I mean, yeah, I always say the same every week that if we win 1-0, we've won the game. And that's the most important thing, especially in the, in the Cup. If you're going to win the FA Cup, what you've got to do is win every game. And whether you win 1-0 or whether you win 11-0, ultimately, it makes no difference. You're through to the next round. It's not like goal difference counts in the FA Cup. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many goals you win by. You just have to win and go through. And I think I'd be obviously disappointed if we don't maybe win it comfortably. Terry said, I'm going 2-1 to Arsenal because he wants to sound like the panel. <laughs> well, yes, I think 2-1 is a little bit... Uh, I'd be surprised if it's only 2 But you never know. You never know. <laughs> Like a Tottenham game, we could have all them chances and not score, and then Watford get a goal from a set piece or something daft, and then who knows? But um, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll take a three 0 move into the next round in happy days. I mean, Emma, what are you expecting then from this Watford game? Obviously, we're going to be massive favourites, aren't we? And we should win quite quite comfortably without you know too many problems. But you never know. Like and I said, we haven't had a game for a while. No one's got any form to go on, and we don't want to look back to our last game because it was so disappointing. But the break came at a good time, didn't it, Buzz, really? And now we've got a chance to get our form back, hopefully get some shooting practice and get some goals and, and hopefully can push us on for the rest of the season. Sorry, was I getting any quite Are you asking me? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's so terrible. Yeah, no, it's a good point you make. Yeah, no, no, sorry, we're good to shake. Sorry, I was just cutting off a bit. I thought sort of what you said, but yeah. I mean, it's at home and uh, we should win. I could never underestimate the opposition, yeah. And it'd be good to see them actually wearing the white kit to promote the like the men did last week against Everton. Hopefully, it'll bring us a bit more luck this time. But no, it'll be good to see that and to see what they're promoting. And it's a great cause. And hopefully, hopefully, um, we'll score a few goals uh, and get through comfortably. You can't, under you can't ever underestimate the opposition. And uh, yeah, we've seen in the past. Okay, whilst cup shops may not happen in um, women's, they have happened a few times in the men's in the past. So yeah, that'll be good. But I think though, it'll be, the break came at a good time. We'll be refreshed, ready to go, and hopefully, whatever team Jonas puts out will do the job. And hopefully, we can finally win the trophy, which is eluded us for eight years. We were the record holders as well, so I think they'll be even more determined to go uh, to go far. And yeah, so uh, I believe it's on the FA Player on Sunday, so it'll be good. Let's have a few people tune in and. And uh, yeah, hopefully you'll get the win. And it, it also happens to be on my birthday as well. So it'll be a good birthday present for me as well. So let's see. 
Of course, yeah. And Mars birthday on Sunday. So, oh, that's good, isn't it? They're playing on your birthday. So that's, that's sort of a little bit extra special, isn't it? You know, no. um, there's only been one possible. Op- my birthday's in the middle of the summer, so I'll never get to see Arsenal. But England have played a few <laughs> games at the World Cups and stuff. But I'll never ever get to see Arsenal play on my birthday. But the one year I could have done was in the COVID year. And we actually had a game that was booked in, scheduled on for my birthday, and then TV got involved and moved it to the day after. I can't believe it. Oh. It's the only time it's ever going to happen that we could play a league game on my birthday and the Sky TV <laughs> moved it to the day after. It was Southampton it went yeah. And I'll never forget that. I'm thinking, cheers, 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 Sky, for that. The only chance I'm ever going to get. Um, but anyway, I like having a birthday in the summer because it's normally warmer and it's nicer. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, we've got oh, hang on, my mouse has gone funny. Um, rendition says, uh, white kit is blasphemous, uh, Spurs wear white. Well, yeah, they do. I mean, I've got a good point. No, it's, it's, it's a great cause. I, I don't think football clubs and sport in general should get too involved in political messages because I don't think that's what sport should be for. Sport is entertainment. And sport is a is a release for people away from all of that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying they shouldn't necessarily back worthy causes. And this is a worthy cause, obviously. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm getting a little bit. I think it's too much now. Too many political statements are going on in sport and in football. And I don't think it's really helping um, yeah. the causes much, really. I, I'm not sure if it does. But, you know, fair play. I, I don't like the white kit personally. One, because it, it is not Arsenal. Arsenal don't have white. We don't. That's not our colours. It is the colours of Tottenham. It was like the game last week. I watched the Liverpool game and Arsenal played in a white kit and I couldn't help thinking it was England. And we played just like England as well and lost. So, you know, it kind of reminded me too much of England, really. Um, not not the England women, obviously. The England <laughs> yeah. men, because or Leeds. The, the women are fine. They don't often let us down like that, do they? Um, but yeah, I mean, um, yes, it's a great cause and all that kind of stuff. And fair play to the club for supporting it. But too many political statements for me in football and sport. So maybe we should take a little backseat from that. Let sport be entertainment. Let us not have to think about other troubles in the world for 90 minutes or two hours when the game's on. We want it. It's an escape for us, a lot of us, isn't it? So let us escape from the problems rather than putting them in front of us all the time. Um, but anyway, um, let's hope that the kit doesn't affect the result as it has done for the men's <laughs> team when they've won it previously. Anyway, I uh, will see. Greg says there, um, he'll put out the best he can and change after we're five nil up. Well, <laughs> let's see if we go five nil up, then maybe he will, or maybe he'll change it anyway. But I, I think we'll go fairly strong to start with. I agree. Um, and yeah, hopefully, we'll see good rotation of the team during the game because we'll be able to. Did you give a score prediction, am I or not? Well, no, sorry, I would have said I would have probably said uh, five nil, five nil, five nil. Oh, there you go, okay, five nil. That is great, isn't it? Um, Terry says, come on, Amor, you're too nice. Happy birthday, mate. Three cheers. Indeed, yeah. Happy birthday, Amor. We'd like to sing that again. Yeah. Um, there we go. Wayne says, there, yeah, we should think more Real Madrid than Spurs. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. We'll there's a load of other clubs <laughs> playing white. It's not just Spurs. We'll leave. Other, other, color, other teams are available. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, are yeah. I just think for us, as Arsenal fans, we do associate white with Spurs, don't we? Because it's been our rivals all those years and that's what they wear. Yeah. So I suppose it's difficult to move anywhere else. But yeah, you're right. Obviously, Real Madrid and lots of other teams probably play white as well. I can't think of too many others, actually. Um, not as a home kit. A few have, have, have had a way kit as white, haven't they? Um, but anyway, uh, we won't worry too much about that. It, it, you know, we, we will try and win the game regardless of the kit we're playing and hopefully the next round um, we can wear a normal kit again, hopefully. Um, I mean, Adriana, what do you expect then from this game? Obviously, Arsenal should win, shouldn't they? I think on Sunday, should they? Well, let's hope so. 
I mean, yes, they should, of course. Um, but at the same time, I think it's important to not think of it as an easy to win game. I think especially oh, the yeah. mentality in the beginning um, is really important that um, they have a good start to the game. And I think for that reason, um, I think there will be a good starting lineup also. Um, when you think of the like the next uh, next weeks that they already get emotion like the players that they that will play in the next games in the WSL and in the Conti Cup maybe so yes. I think um, they will start and then maybe in the second half when they um, when they are leading there will be a few changes maybe yeah. Emily Fox will get her first few minutes um, yeah. yes and um, but I think my prediction is. 5-1, maybe a lonely Arsenal player will, will score oh, a goal. Yeah, nice. 5-1. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll take, we'll take five, like one. Or we'll, yeah. I'll take any victory, honestly. I, I'm, you know, I know this is a game we should win pretty comfortably. You know, we, we've got much more quality in our squad than Watford have, you know, and and we should win the game fairly easily. But yeah, I'll take any any win will do. I personally think we'll... I know last year we beat Leeds 9-0. I don't think it's going to be a game like... Obviously, Leeds were from the, the division below. They were from the third tier, wasn't they? Not the second tier. So, um, But I would expect us to win. I, I'm going to predict... I'm, see, we, we, we haven't kept many clean sheets this season. We do seem to let in sort of dark goals, don't we? So we will probably let in a dark goal. And it will probably be one of the Arsenal players that scores it, probably. Because that's the way it type, football works. Um, I'm going to go... I'll go six one because I think we, we've we've got goals in this team, haven't we? You know, with Leslie, with Steen, you know, Viv's going to be wanting to get on the score sheet. Beth, we, we've got goals in this team. Caitlin Ford, so I think we'll score six, and they'll they'll maybe get a scrappy one from somewhere. Um, and yeah, we, we, <laughs> we'll go through quite comfortably. LG says that the white kit gives me bad memories of the Birmingham loss. I know we won a yellow away kit, but it was the same weekend when the men lost oh, to Forest in the. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the white kit just gives me nightmares about all those FA Cup defeats that we've had in it over the years. So yeah, I, it doesn't fill me with a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of optimism, if I'm honest. Um, but you know, this is different. This is the women; they've never worn it before. The women don't have history with this white kit. The men do, and we paid the price last weekend. The women don't have history with the white kit. Let's go out. Let's beat Watford. Let's score bundles and bundles of goals. It'll be fantastic, and we can forget about the white kit yeah. next year. We'll have confidence from seeing us winning it, you know, and a big win. Be nice, wouldn't it? Um, Greg says eight nil if shooting boots on could be ten. Well, potentially you're right. It could be, you know, if we if we go all out and we, you know we've got so much attacking talent, we could score any number of goals that we wanted to. But that's not how football works. And Watford is, as as Andreas said, it's Watford's cup final, isn't it? They've got nothing to lose from this game, so they're going to give absolutely everything, aren't they? They are going to work hard. Yeah. I mean, even Leeds last year, if you remember, Leeds worked so hard in that game. And it wasn't until the last 15, 20 minutes they ran out of legs and we got five, four or five goals at the end, didn't we? You know, it was it was reasonably competitive until then. Watford will give everything in this game. It certainly won't be easy. As we said, we've got these low-knee players there that are going to be playing against us with a little bit of a point to prove to, to show the manager what they can do yeah. in a competitive game. So I think it's going to be a different game to last year. But I think in the end, we've got the fitness on them We've got the quality, obviously, and we should end up winning fairly comfortably in the end. But I think we're going to have to work hard and we're going to have to be patient as well a little bit and um, and be on our best. And if we are, I'm sure that we'll win. Um, Terry Des donated £10 to Amar's birthday. Look at that. There we go. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Terry. 
Emma, can oh, I love thank you so much. Cheers. Um, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, brilliant stuff. So that has been the Arsenal Women's Show, the first one of 2024, and it's been a good one. Um, obviously, a lot to a lot to get through there. The transfer window is always interesting, isn't it? Always interesting stuff comes up on that. Um, and we do have a, a match to look forward to as well, which makes a change, doesn't it? It seems a long time since we've had to look forward to a game. Um, just quickly, before we kind of leave, um, Andrew, I just want to sort of look through some of the other FA Cup ties. Obviously, you're expecting any sort of shocks anywhere. I mean, obviously, Chelsea should go through against West Ham, shouldn't they? Yeah, I think so. But uh, I mean, we we heard about the transfers that West Ham made, so maybe that will be yeah, yeah. A, bit, a little bit closer than we expect. But yeah, I think Chelsea should go through. But actually, I haven't really looked at the, uh, many of the other matches that are coming up. But... And it's quite an interesting one. It's Durham against Durham at home to Man City. That's quite interesting because Man City that's being away. Big, that's a, that's on the biggest. Yeah, Durham going pretty well in the championship. So that could be a, a, a difficult game to call. Obviously, Man City should win in the end. Obviously, Man United at home to Newcastle. Newcastle investing a lot in their women's team, but they're still in, the, in level three. So you expect Man United at home should go through there. I can't see too many shocks, if I'm honest. Um, hopefully, Tottenham might lose. They're at home to Sheffield, uh, Sheffield United. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, they'll lose. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think all the... All the big WSL. Bristol City, Liverpool's quite an interesting game, actually. Uh, Bristol City at home to Liverpool. That could be a good game, actually. Could go either way, that one, couldn't it? Um, there's a few old championship yeah. games. Well. Crystal Palace, Blackburn um, could be quite good, I suppose. Um, Sunderland, Southampton as well. Two good championship sides playing each other. That could be quite interesting as well. Um, but yeah, I would imagine, you'd imagine Arsenal should go through, Chelsea should go through, Man United should go through. And yeah, although it's a Tough game for Man City. I think they'll go through. Um, so, yeah. And we'll see what the next round brings. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. LG says there, my preferred starting eleven: uh, Sabrina, Ooh. Fox, Lockhart, Cabina, Catley, Kyra Cooney-Cross, Liam Alti, Marner, Gio, Black, Dennis and Lacazette. I don't think Gio no. can play, can she? Can she now? I don't think she can. I thought she'd been sent on loan. Oh, I don't know. Um... I'm not oh, sure if she has. I'm not sure if she can play for us, actually. Um, she wasn't registered before, was she? Um, I'm not yeah. sure if she's been registered now or not. Probably not. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because obviously Noel Moritz would have gone, but um, obviously Emily Fox has come in, so there won't be space for in the squad, will there? So I don't think Gio can play. Um, but, I mean, that's not a bad side there, actually, is it? I quite like that. I'm not sure uh, Emily Fox will start, if I'm honest, um, but we'll see. Um, I'd like to see yeah, Stina start. Well. I want to see Stina start. Um, I'd like to see Viv start actually instead of Frieda Marnham because I want Viv to get a few goals. I think she needs some goals to get some yeah, confidence back. So that's nice. Start, start yeah. Viv, let her get a couple of goals, take her off in the second half just to protect her. Uh, that would be ideal for me, but anyway, we'll see. Um, Hannah Hannah says there, red and white is good for Arsenal, white is not. Um, well, no, yeah, so of course, <laughs> white is Arsenal. We won't wait too much about that. Uh, rendition says she was in the training photos. Um, Gio was, was she? Yeah, but she might be training. They're going to keep her fit, but I don't think she's able to play because she's not. she wasn't registered in the 25-player squad. And the only way she would have got in is if we got rid of players and put her in. But the only one we've got rid of so far. I mind you, because Katarina Cole's got out on loan, does that mean Gio can now step into the squad? That's a good point. I don't know. She might be able to, actually. So maybe she can play then. I don't know. 
Um, anyway, we'll see. So I don't think she'll start the game anyway because she's not played all season. But no. she might be on the bench if she's able to be. I'm not sure. Um, Terry says there. Yeah, do we really care who we beat in the final? Well, no, obviously, we don't care who we beat in the final. We've get got to get there first. Let's not get too carried away quite yet. Let's beat Watford first. Let's see what the draw brings us, and then, obviously, we'll take it from there. LG says, Vivi's not a number 10. We should stop pretending she is. Well, I think she can play. It's her preferred position, isn't it? So, you know, she likes to play there. I think she can do a great job there. So, I don't mind her playing there at all. I think sometimes her dropping a bit deeper, she can get more involved. She gets the ball more and she can have more impact on the game in the number 10. Whereas when she's playing through the middle as a striker, she doesn't have, a, she can't have as much. Yes, she's going to score more goals in that as, as, a, as a number nine. Of course she will. But I think she adds more to the game as a number 10 personally. But um, I don't really care where she plays. Let's just play her on Saturday and let's uh, get some goals and get back to the vid that we know and haven't maybe seen yet. Terry says, Arsenal v Chelsea final would be a good end of. Sort of sends off salty off in style. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that would be a final everyone would enjoy, but we don't have a great record against Chelsea. No, we don't. Five out of the last seven seasons have knocked us out, I think, isn't it? Something like that? Yeah. So we don't have a great record against them in this competition, do we, Region? Oh, Conti Cup again. Mm. Well, yeah, the Conti Cup. We'll settle for a Conti Cup. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Obviously, Amar said it before, you know, Arsenal haven't won the FA Cup for a long time, actually. We're overdue. Since 2016. We are long overdue an FA Cup, aren't we? So, um, let's hope this is the year. 2024 is the year that we win the FA Cup. We win the WSL. We win the Conti Cup. It would be great, wouldn't it? But let's let's take one game at a time. We've yeah. seen what can happen. You know, we, we, we lost that game against Tottenham. So, we know what can happen. Well, let's just beat Watford first on Sunday. And then look look at the draw for the next round. See who we get. We'll probably get Chelsea again like last year. So it'd be irrelevant anyway. We'll probably get them. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not think. Yeah, that draw was done, not done properly. So let's see. I do hope not. I, I don't want to get Chelsea. If we are going to play Chelsea, I hope it's not until the final. Well, I why can't West Ham knock them out? Why can't West Ham knock them out? Yeah, let's have West Ham knock them out. Chelsea are at home. Chelsea haven't lost a game at home for about four years, haven't they, or something? Since they lost the game, yeah, Brighton. I think it was last team. We lost in the winner. Kings Middle was Brighton or something like that. Brighton, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, they're probably not going to lose. I don't know. LG says she's our best number nine, not number ten. Frieda and Palova are ahead of her in that position. More natural midfielders. Viv is too lazy to play midfield. Yeah, but number ten is not a midfield position, is it? Number ten is a forward position. It's it's kind of a link between the midfield and the forward, isn't it? So it's not a midfield position as such in terms of, you know, Vicky Palova is a midfield player, absolutely. Frieda Marnham, see, I don't think I don't think Frieda Marnham is better in that number 10 position than Vivi. There's absolutely no, no chance because when Frieda gets into those good positions, she makes the wrong decision too many times. Viv doesn't. Viv gets in those positions and she makes the right ball. She'll either shoot or she'll put the, the right pass in. So I don't think you can say Frieda's better than Vivian number 10. No, absolutely no chance. I like Vivian number 10 because she's a little bit deeper. She can see what's ahead of her and she can Im- impact the play more. But, you know, I just want to see her playing, actually. I don't care where she plays. I just want to see her playing. Um, Greg says there, uh, Chelsea obviously gets a final with 12 on the pitch. Yeah, and it seems like it's fated for Chelsea to get to the FA Cup final because that would be Emma's last game, wouldn't it? Or the Champions League final, I suppose. They're probably yeah. destined to get to that, aren't they? So her last game will be a big final, whether it's the FA Cup or Champions League. That is probably what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I don't. Uh, we are the only English team to win the Champions League, and I would like that to continue. But I suppose yeah. when you look at it from a, 
a romantic point of view, it would actually be nice for Emma Hayes to end her Chelsea time yeah. winning the Champions League, wouldn't it? It would be kind of poetic if, in a way, as much as it would hurt us. Yeah. Maybe it would be a nice way for her to finish, really, because it's not going to affect us. We're not in the Champions League, so I don't really care as much. If we were in it, I'd want us to win it, and I'd be disappointed that we didn't. But we're not in it, so let if you know if if that happens, it happens, and it'll be nice for 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 Emma, of course. Uh, Wayne says, uh, "Viv weight of pass for a number ten is practically perfect every time." I like her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she she's got that ability, hasn't she, in that position to have more impact on the game ahead of her. I, I like her now. I'd like to see her play there more, but we'll see. But this says, let's hope Barca slap <laughs> Chelsea up. Well, yeah, they probably will. But they did lost. Yeah. Um, no, OG says, lost. no way. No, sorry. I don't think it's a bit of a sympathy for I just think that, you know, whatever we think of Emma, and, you know, we've certainly given her plenty of banter on this show loads of times, but she has been a fantastic manager in yeah, the WSL. Has, has, the success yeah. that she's had. And she's come from Arsenal. She's everything that she's learned, she's learned at Arsenal. Under she wouldn't be anywhere near as successful as she's been without the, the influence of Arsenal and Vic Akers. So, you know, yeah, it's almost yeah, like whatever success Emma has, it's almost a, a success for Arsenal in a way because that's where it's come from, that's where it's originated from. So, we need to say, Look, you know, you've won the league all these, you know, like Sam Kerr said, four in a row, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you only won it four in a row because you've got a coach that learned everything that she knows from the greatest manager in women's football ever. <laughs> So that's where it's come from. So there you go. Um, but we'll see. Um, Terry says, Vidge pass to Stina wasn't a bad pass when playing number 10. Yeah, that was no. just, that was the assist of the season, wasn't it? The season before last. Mm. Um, Greg says, Viv, Russo, me together Ooh, could be devastating. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Stina as well. You need, you need to put Stina well. as But um, there you go. Wayne says, Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but, absolutely. Yeah, you're 100%. Of course they did. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, obviously, Adriana, you know, Emma Hayes, her last season, she's going to go out in, in some sort of, in some big way, isn't she? She's not just going to go quietly, is she, Emma Hayes? She's going to do something special between now and the end of the season, isn't she, surely? No, I mean, she has definitely left her mark on the club um, and also on women's football, on the WSL in England in, in general. So I definitely think it will be like a very, like the last game will be very big, I hope for her that it will be a, a cup game and um, a cup final so yeah i think she she's uh she was a really um important person for women's football and still will be with the u.s women's national team yeah and absolutely yeah and you know you know i know we we've had some we've had some fun with emma hayes over there, <laughs> but ultimately you, you've got to you've got to stand back and say that you know what she's done for women's football has been incredible um, it really has. And, you no know, um, she does deserve to go out in some sort of style. There's no question. We, we don't want her to, obviously, because we want to win everything. Um, so that's why I said the Champions League, because it's the only thing we can't win. So let, we'll win those three, and maybe we'll let her win the Champions League. <laughs> if we win the other three, would we, would we be that bothered, ultimately? You know, we, we still won it first, and that's the most important thing. Um, but, yeah, they probably won't. <laughs> Rendition says special zero trophy season. Well, yeah, maybe that's what it, that's maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe that's what it'll be. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, she's been incredible for women's football in this yeah. country. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah, you, you have to give her respect, really. You know, and, and I think you know she seems to have mellowed out this year a little bit as well, doesn't she? Some of her interviews that she's had, I've heard this season, she's not been anywhere near as bitter towards Arsenal as she has in previous <laughs> years. So 
you know, maybe yeah. she's mellowing out as, as she's coming down to leaving. Maybe I don't know, but anyway, we we will obviously we'll I'm sure we'll speak more about Emma Hayes between now and the end of the season as things hot up in the title race and for the other trophies as well, uh, because Chelsea will be there or thereabouts. I'm sure. Uh, Wayne says, I want a treble and Emma to get slapped against Barcelona or Leon. Well, yeah, I suppose that could be a, a good season in that way, I suppose. But I just think from, a, you know, from the perspective of what she's achieved and what she's brought to women's football in this country, you know, yeah. you can't really wish too many bad things on her between now and the end of the season. As long as we win our three trophies, I'm happy with that. Absolutely. Uh, Terry says, do you think Salty will give Jonas a smile and say, well done, Arsenal? When she wins nothing this season, well, she might do. No, I'm sure. Know. I mean, we're the end of the season, though, we're away against kind of the end of the season, so it'd be interesting. That's going to be a big game, and if we win that game, um, maybe deny them the title. I'm sure she'll congratulate Jonas and, and congratulate Arsenal. I'm sure she will, um, even though she'll be really, really upset and disappointed. But there you go. LG says there. Um, do you think Sam is advantageous to Arsenal? I think so. Yeah, I mean, we did talk about that a bit earlier. Um, obviously, you know, we said how devastated we are for Sam as a person, as a player. But yes, of course, it's not helping Chelsea's calls for the season, is it? Without their top goal scorer, their, um, you know, their main player. Um, but I don't really think it's necessary. I don't look on other teams as benefiting us or not. We, we, we're the writers of our own destiny. We, we can win our game. We win all our games and no one can stop us. And that's up to us to do, regardless of other teams. Yes. Chelsea are going to probably be a little bit weaker without Sam Kerr in the team, as we were last season when we had all our players injured. And there's a possibility. Of course there is. But I don't want to look at it and say, well, I don't want to come back. We win the league this year, and everyone says, oh, you only won the league because Sam Kerr was injured. I don't want that to no, say that. I don't right. want that to even be a thing. We, If we win the league this year, we've won the league because we were the best team. We deserve to win the league. In the same way that last year... Yes, you could say we may have won the Champions League if we didn't have our injuries. We might have done, but that's not the reason we didn't. We didn't win it, and that's the way it goes. So I I wouldn't want people to just think it because Sam Kerr wasn't playing that we managed to yeah, beat Chelsea to in a couple, whatever it might be. No, I don't want to I don't want that to even be mentioned. It will be, I'm sure. Um but I, that won't be the reason. The reason is because we've won all our games and we've won enough yeah. games to league, regardless. Right. Um and it's in our hands and it's up to us to, to do that. So yeah. Is it an advantage to Arsenal? Of course. It's not a disadvantage to Arsenal, is it? They've lost one of their best players and it makes them weaker as a team. But the most important thing is Sam herself and that she gets back fit. Um, Nathan's very much well. Hey my friend. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Um, so that is the Arsenal Women's Show then for the first one of 2024. Let's hope it's going to be a great year. I'm sure it will. We're looking forward to it, aren't we? Um, and of course, as we know, as Amar has already reminded us, it is his birthday on Sunday. Yeah. He, I don't know how old he is, but it doesn't matter how old he is anyway. Um, <laughs> last year, if you remember, you know, Matt was on the show and we did serenade Amar with a happy birthday. So I think we should do it again, shouldn't we? We should sing happy birthday to Amar. Well, go on then. Oh, my quiz will be back next week, by the way. Yeah, we'll do the quiz next week. So if we're all ready, then should we sing happy birthday to Amar for Sunday? <laughs> Let's oh, go good. then. One, two, three. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy oh, birthday, Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Here we go. Happy birthday Sunday. So make sure you join us on Sunday. Oh, 32. 32. Oh, there we go. He doesn't look a day over 31, does he? <laughs> He's doing well. Um... So LG says there, Kerr has a known habit of scoring crucial goals for Chelsea. Yeah, yes, he does. Normally against 
the one win against Willie yeah, in about the 95th minute. I remember that, yeah. Uh, when I was ready to celebrate a draw. Yeah, I remember that game. That cost us the league, didn't it? Yeah, I'll never forget that. Um, but that's what the top players do, don't they? And <laughs> when it matters, they get your goals and, you know, there you go. Uh, Greg says, uh, we'll win the league because we're the best. Ooh, exactly. We will. No, what, no, what he means is if we win the league, we've won it because we're the best team, not because Chelsea had an injury or because of this, that and the other. We've won the league because we've been the best team. And that's, that's absolutely right. That's what I believe. Although no doubt Chelsea fans will say it's because of Sam Kerr. And we'll have to put up with that for a while. But there you go. Um, and to his happy birthday, indeed. Um, so I'll be back Sunday, of course, for the game. It's a one o'clock kickoff, isn't it? So I'll be here at quarter to one to build up to that one. It is on the FA player, um, the game. So it's available to watch on there as well. Um, stay with us as well, because it's much more fun on here. Um, so that's a quarter to a quarter to to one on Sunday for the game against Watford. Um, and of course, next uh, Friday, we will, of course, be back to look back on the Watford game. Um, hopefully a good Arsenal victory. We'll look, talk about the draw for the next round. We'll know, hopefully, that we're in the next round and we can look forward to the draw for that. <laughs> and we'll talk about that next week as well. And of course, the return of the WSL as well. Um, when we're playing um, Everton, isn't it? That's our first That's game. Right, yeah. That's right. We'll That's be looking right. forward to that one as well. And of course, um, Katarina Cole won't be able to play, will she? Because she's on loan and you're not allowed to in the no. league. Um, but yeah, so that, that'll be next Friday. And we'll look forward to that game as uh, as well. So another, and maybe some more transfers. Who knows? The transfer window's still open. There might be some more players in and out. So we'll have to maybe talk about that as well. So we'll see. Um, LG says it's a 3 p.m. kickoff in Botswana. Is it? Okay. Right. Well, 3 p.m. That's not a bad time, is it? So you'll be able to join us, right? I'm sure. Um, Greg says, yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, well, yeah, we're all catching up with you, my friend. We're all catching up with you. Don't worry. Um, Terry says, Great show again tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Much appreciated. Enjoy your birthday, Emma. Come on, you, Thank you indeed, indeed. Um, anyway, so it's been a good show tonight, Andreas. Good to see you again. And I hope you've uh, hope you're feeling a bit better after your Christmas, um, kind of illness that you had. Are you Christmas glad to be cold. back with us? Yeah, um, glad to be back. And, um, uh, I think we all know what we were missing all these weeks. When Friday was empty without our show. <laughs> now we are back and um, yeah, WSL will be back soon. And uh, next weekend, uh, I'll be back at Meadow Park for the Everton match. So yeah, well, looking nice. forward to all, to all the matches that are coming. And uh, I think we'll, we'll have a great second uh, half of the season with, with uh, yeah, with big matches at, at the Emirates, uh, I read the 45,000 tickets sold for the United uh, match and 32,000 for the Spurs match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big weeks uh, coming ahead and uh, looking forward to everything. Yeah. Great to be back in the show. It is great to see you again as well, which is always uh, always great. Am I as well? Uh, obviously, a few weeks away, but it's been good, hasn't it, to be back? Yeah, it's been good to have a break. It's gone quicker than uh, as we as we expected. Yeah, but we're good to see them back. Hopefully, get they'll play well, get a few goals. I know people can play the bar the white kit, but I mean, let's just hope they can they can score a few and and, uh, and have a good second half of the season. Hopefully, win a trophy to back up last season's Conti Cup. So now it's good to be back. What we enjoyed doing the best, and hopefully, it'll give us many more reasons to celebrate and and uh, and uh, finish the season strongly. So I'm looking forward to it. Really. Indeed, we are. LG says uh, the AFCON starts this weekend. It does, yeah. The little tournament <laughs> in Africa as well. Well, yeah, the little tournament in Africa, exactly. But no, it's not. It's um, obviously it's a it's a massive it's a massive deal there, isn't it? 
I think I think Klopp's just a little bit annoyed because he loses his best player, doesn't he, for a couple of a few so weeks? So yeah. he obviously doesn't like it, does he? I mean, we, we're doing all right because we've only lost El Nenny, so we don't really care too much because you know we can do without El Nenny for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, although we have lost um, Tommy Asu as well to um, yeah, for the Asia as well. Um, so it's 100 Andreas. Uh, what does your top say? It's driving me nuts. What is on your top actually, Andreas? Because what is that sign on there? Is it as what does it? Yeah, what does, what does it say? It's a German nutrition company uh, for for runners and uh, for athletes, and it's uh, best of oh, uh, uh, athletes by Dr. File. Dr. File is, is the founder of this nutrition company. It's called uh, Old Passports. It has nothing to do with football, but it's warm. And <laughs> in these cold days, I need I need a warm top. Yeah, that's good. Man. That's good. That's good. That's good. Right, well, that's good. I, I thought they were going to sponsor. <laughs> no. Maybe they should be. If, if they're watching, they have to get them to sponsor you because I think yes, that's what we need here. <laughs> um, Columba is with us. Well, how are you doing? Good to see you. I hope you are doing well. Um, and Adriana as well. Good to have you back on. Um, absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on and giving up your time yeah, to spend with us tonight. Have you enjoyed the show? Thank you very much for having me. It was great to have another deep dive into the WSL. Can't wait to yeah get started again. Come back again soon. Come back again soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're welcome back on the show anytime. I know Andreas um, can talk that out, and it's always good to see you. And great to get your um, input, input as well um, on everything to do with um, with the WSL. Um, LG says, I wasn't in the show for a long time um, as you guys, but certainly had a good time. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you very much for joining us again, as always. We appreciate everybody who watches. Uh, Greg says, Put your heating on. Well, yeah, that's the other option, I suppose, isn't it, Andreas? <laughs> <laughs> Times are hard, Greg. What are you talking about? Times are hard, you know. You can't put your heating on as well. You know, it's, it's uh, it costs a lot of money, doesn't it, to, to put your heat on? Um, but yeah, that's that is an option, of course. Um, but you know, other other nice warm jumpers are available as well. And if anyone wants to sponsor, you can wear your jumpers on the show, you see, and you can get your you can get your logo talked about on the show as we have with Andrea. So I think they they should sponsor you definitely now because no one had heard of them in England until just a minute ago, and now everyone's heard of them. Yeah. Everyone's going to go out and buy them jumpers. Everyone's going to go out and look at what they do. <laughs> so I think they definitely, definitely deserve, you deserve to be sponsored by them now. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice um, Terry says, always a pleasure, Adriana. Indeed, it is great to have you back on. I say anytime, you're welcome anytime to talk about this. Great to have you. Um, so that's the Arsenal Women's Show. Then, as we always say, once the show's finished, it means the weekend is here and we can enjoy our weekend. And it's going to be a good weekend because the, the men's team can't ruin it again. So that's one bonus. Oh. And the women's team are playing, which is another bonus. So it's going to be a good weekend, isn't it? And uh, it's not snowing yet here, although I'm sure it will. Um, Emily Lou says, uh, you lot signing a 40-year-old goalkeeper. Yeah, well, she's 37 and we haven't signed her yet, but we've already spoke about that. And we it's need a goalkeeper as a, as a backup. So it's a good signing. We've already said it's a good signing. So you're too late. I don't care that she's 37 years old. You know, Amos 32, we're not kicking him off the show, are we? Wait, 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 it's the least they can do is sponsor us now after that, after all of that. Um, so, yeah, brilliant stuff. So thank you, obviously, to you guys for watching. Some great comments, as always. Good to have you on board with us. Um, thank you very much, of course, to Andreas, as always, to Amar. 
and especially to as we are, of course, for coming on again. Brilliant to have you with us. Um, I say I'll be back Sunday for the game at quarter to one. So please join me for that if you can. Um, and I say we'll be back next Friday as well. Uh, of course, the Premier League's back next week as well. So there's going to be loads of other stuff coming up as well. Looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, we've had a few weeks where we haven't had much going on, but it's going to be busy again soon. Um, LG says, uh, why are you having a grandma in goal? <laughs> well, it's fine. She hasn't got to play anyway. She's just there to make the numbers up. Don't worry about it. It'll be good. <laughs> and Rendition says, uh, thank you, everyone, for the show. No, thank you guys for watching as well. Your comments always appreciated. So I'll see you Sunday. Thank you to all you guys for watching. Uh, the weekend is here. Enjoy whatever it is you're up to. Don't get too cold. You can always buy a, a jumper like Andreas to keep you warm. Because <laughs> um, be they are very nice. Um, so that'll be that. So yeah, we'll see you Sunday, guys. Take it easy. Thanks for watching. Come on, you gunners. Let's do it. Okay, guys. All the best. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.